Welcome to the Ion Ryan Show, a satellite orbiting the worlds of tech, toys, pro wrestling, and pop culture. Here is your host, Ion Ryan. Hola amigos and welcome to episode number four of the Ion Ryan Show as a member of the WePod Squad. Uh, this is an exceptionally long episode here for your uh, listening pleasure. I brought in my good friend Damien. He is a toy guy, much like myself. It's really, really nice to be back where I'm comfortable. You know, I spent the past couple weeks trying to learn some things, trying to teach some things, trying to kind of draw some connections get extra creative, but at the end of the day, toys is where I live and breathe. It's the thing that I know better than almost anything else, which is totally crazy. Uh, but without further ado, we're going to hop right into our San Diego Comic-Con uh, toy predictions with my friend Damien. Believe it or not, this thing goes about two hours, and we ran out of time towards the end. So I'll be back on the other side of this uh, interview, and I will be talking a little bit about what to expect potentially from Star Wars. All right, it's about 7.30, which is good. I mean, of course, you know, we'll probably get at least 45 minutes in, if not a little bit longer. Works for me. Um, and, you know, so, all right, I am recording, so that's good. So, I guess we'll get started here. So. All right, guys. So, here is my conversation with uh, Damien Dupree. Yes, that is his uh, gimmick name. Um, so, uh, Damien and I have known each other for, like, interestingly enough, like, probably 10 years or so. We met at Lisa's birthday, 21st birthday. Yeah, so it's like 12 years. And I was like, who's this awesome dude with really long hair? And I'm like, this guy's awesome. And then, like, we reconnected, like, years later, and then I found out, like, oh, this guy collects toys and Star Wars, and now we're in the Sinister Six Star Wars group. I mean, so it's crazy, man. Life it, is life is strange. It really is. And, like, every now and then, like, on, like, my Facebook memories, like, a random picture of you and I would pop up. <laughs> and, like, there's such a good chance that if, if we didn't both have this toy hobby, they'd be like, who the hell's this guy again? Yeah. You know? like It's, it's weird. It's really weird. But, I mean, that's that's the beauty of hobbies, right? I mean, I had no idea when I met you all those years ago that, like, you collected all this stuff and you had no idea that I did. And, like, now we are here talking about toys. Well, so that's – it's funny because I wanted to ask you that question. Like, uh, obviously, up until the age of, like, 13, every kid plays with toys. Yeah. And then some people leave it behind and never turn back. But, like, here we are. I'm 33. I'm 32. Uh, and like toys are kind of a massive cornerstone of my life. Yep. You know, like, so did you leave the hobby behind for a little while? Or? No, I, so I was like a closeted toy collector in high school. I kind of stopped. I, I stuck with mostly wrestling, uh, then transformers every now and then, but I got out of it or at least got out of the transformer side and kept going with wrestling. And I just really didn't tell anybody about it. It was kind of like I would get them. And I was still living at home, so I'd go upstairs and I'd have, like, a figure federation. I'd literally, like, would map out these storylines and matches and who's going to be the champions. And it was just, like, I guess, like, my little way to, like, disconnect from the world and uh, just do my own thing. And I never stopped. Like, even in high school, uh, the girl I was dating, we would go to the mall and go to, like, KB Toys. And I, <laughs> I remember one time I found a uh, Ruthless Aggression Shannon Moore 
Nice. With the mohawk and like his punk rock gimmick. I'm oh, like, oh, awesome. I got to get this. So I bought it and then I didn't want to carry the bag around with me. So I opened him up and I'm like, babe, can you put him in like your wristlet? Is that okay? <laughs> so she she put the figure in the wristlet. And I mean, once I got out of high school, I think I just kind of embraced it more. I was like, you know what? This is always going to be a part of who I am. I'm always going to collect. And now I post stuff on Instagram, on Facebook. And surprisingly, it's really good conversations with people because people might not even be into collecting toys, Mm -hmm. but they just think the stuff that I buy or the stuff that I showcase is cool. And it just gets conversation going. Like I'm a huge Star Wars fan, obviously, but a buddy of mine is out in California and today he sends me a photo of or a video of like this really cool looking like Japanese movie poster Star Wars shirt. He's like, dude, would you buy this? Like, this is awesome. It's 90 bucks. Should I get it? And I'm like, I mean, dude, if you want to do it, like whatever. But now I have like those conversations. Whereas if I didn't post any of that stuff or just embrace who I am, I would probably never talk to any of those people about that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, it's funny because I like I always you talk about KB toys. Yep. Franklin Mills Mall right up there. I loved KB. Like I was more of a KB guy than a Toys R Us guy. And uh, I remember I found Beatles Yellow Submarine figures. I have no idea. 15 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe even longer. The McFarlane? Yeah, I think McFarlane. They probably were. They were like very like, they were very cartoony. Yes. And I just, and I had set them up on a shelf. And then I think I got like uh, the McFarlane Jerry Garcia. And then I got. I think it, I can't remember if it had like a diorama piece or not, but like a Lara Croft Tomb Raider with an alligator. And I always had those things displayed. And then I think I went away to college. I don't think I had any toys really displayed at college. Like there was no, like in my dorm room, I don't think I had anything. Gotcha. But of course, so I was the youngest in my family, meaning like there was no more kids that it was like, got to get rid of stuff to make space. So like, My childhood got to remain totally intact in my mom's basement. I had cartons of Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. And uh, I think I'd gotten rid of most of my wrestlers. uh, But I I always kept my Star Wars figures. Uh, And then, like, I had some, like, the random, like, toy uh, uh, Kenner and Toy Biz stuff from, like, the superheroes. But it was actually when Chris and I got into our first fight, like, eight years ago, nine years ago. We were doing like a long distance relationship at that time. And so when was the, when was the CM Punk pipe bomb? 2010 or 11? I think it was 2010. Okay. Whatever year it was, I met Kristen that fall and, um, or re-met Kristen that fall. And I was still living in Ocean City, New Jersey. She was living in Philly, hour and a half away from each other. And I was obsessed with CM Punk. And we got into a fight and she like came down like that Friday and she had bought a CM Punk action figure. Now, honestly, there's a really good chance that she would have bought me that figure and I never would have thought about collecting toys. But it was like CM Punk pre like lots of tattoos, like before he had the chest piece and everything. So I was like, well, this is a really cool CM Punk figure and I appreciate like this was like your peace offering for the fight we got into. But like now I have to, now I have to get like the modern CM Punk. Was it like the slick back hair? Yep. Yep. Straight edge uh, society. Kind of. Yep. Punk. yep. Okay. And it was, and it was a basic. So I was like, well, like I really need like a punk, you know? And then 2012, I guess it was. So about seven years ago, maybe it was 13. I can't remember. We went to Asbury park comic con. And at that point I thought I was like a comic collector. 
Like I had just gotten back into comics through like DC New Fifty Two. It mm-hmm. was like the lowest hanging fruit. Like, oh, cool, this Batman story is great. Have you read that whole thing? Yes. Like Batman yeah. Scott Snyder stuff. Like I was like, this is awesome. I'm all in. Um, so we went to the comic convention. I wasn't even thinking like, oh, I'm a hardcore toy collector. And there was a guy on the last day that was like, I don't want to take any of this home. So he had like an elite Cesaro. Uh, when he like Cesaro still had like the rugby tape on his legs. <laughs> yep. Uh, he had an American flag, the U.S. title. Then he had the Han Solo orange line black series. Okay. And he had Red Skull from uh, Captain America. Uh, from, you know, like the Hasbro Mandroid Build-A-Figure Wave. Was that a movie version or like a comic version? Movie version. Okay, cool. So I was like, I bought all of them. They're $5 a piece. Again, it probably could have stopped there, yeah. but that that darn uh, build a fig piece on the Marvel Legend, I was like, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this, <laughs> and so I was able to get all the figures except for Black Widow. Now the thing that drove me nuts was Black Widow actually had the torso of the Mandroid, so like I couldn't even have like three fifths of it put together, four fifths of it put like together. You lost an arm or a leg in battle or something. Nope. Yeah. I couldn't do anything <laughs> with it. And dude, I started going to Walmart every night because this is when Walmart was 24 seven around here Yep, at 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. Well, I can never find black widow. It's actually a cool story. A guy randomly sent it to my house, like a random Facebook friend I have. Um, but I would go there and be like, Oh, this is a cool figure. Oh, this is a cool figure. And all of a sudden my collection of like 10 action figures Grew to... Just snowballed. And now, I you, I didn't take you down to the basement yet. That's where all my toys are. <laughs> I'd say there's 1,500 toys down there. You know? But I'll tell you the best thing. Like, you know, I went back to college this year. And I was two grand short on my tuition. I didn't know what to do. Now, if I was like a heavy drinker or partier or anything like that, there's no getting that money back. Right. Dude, I looked at my collection and said, I can get rid of that. I can get rid of that. I can get rid of that. Yep. Made a thousand bucks. There you go. And it was like, yep, this is a worthwhile hobby. Yeah. I that's like uh where I'm at now, I'm I'm like just deep down the rabbit hole of hot toys. Mm-hmm. Super detailed, uh gigantic, but I have almost all the Guardians. I need Gamora, I need Yandu. Yandu's crazy expensive now. Um, I have Thanos, I'm just like starting to piece together a Spider Man collection. But I had a couple graded comics. And a couple older figures that I found in my mom's basement, Turtles, Power Rangers, stuff like that, that was sitting down there forever. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just take this stuff and repurpose it, sell it, and take that money and then start building up this other hobby and this other thing. And what's cool is like, I mean, the Hot Toys figures can go for a lot of money. I had um, a couple, who did I have that I, oh, I had a, so I actually got rid of Star Wars Hot Toys. I'm focusing on just like the regular Hasbro Star Wars collection. Um, three and three quarter and six inch. So I had Stormtrooper Han, Stormtrooper Luke. I sold both of them and made what I made back, what I spent on them, plus another hundred bucks each. And then that helped me get Drax, that helped me get Star Lord, that helped me get uh, Ant Man from the first Ant Man movie. So it's you know it's a crazy hobby, but people are amazed when I tell them like, oh yeah, I sold this and I made this, and they're like, whoa, really? I'm like, yeah. Like they're like, I just thought you just spend all this money and it goes to nothing, and I'm like, no man, like. Toys are a very worthwhile hobby to get into. It's not, you know, like in the 40-year-old virgin, he sells his whole collection and pays for a wedding. Like that can legitimately happen depending on what you have. Yeah, when I first started out, you talk about like the childhood stuff you have. Like I went through my childhood collectibles and the stuff I just wasn't into anymore, I would sell. And I kind of had this goal at one point of doing like what I called like net zero, 
or whatever it would be. Um, like, okay, if I'm going to buy a hundred dollars worth of toys, I'm going to sell a hundred dollars worth of toys. Yep. Um, I was actually, at one point I would do like, kind of like the flipping thing. This is before like the business, like my business took off is before I became a teacher. Like, dude, I worked from home and I was doing like one or two events a week, like just scraping by and I would drive around all day. And so on paper, it'd be like, you sold $500 worth of stuff on eBay this month. And then I realized I spent 300 on it. So I only made 200. And then I realized that I drove around like nonstop. So it wasn't really net zero, but it made me feel good. Yeah. It made me think like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever the case is, now it's like, I know it's an investment. I have rules. Do you have any rules? Uh, I try not to keep like, I, I, I'm taking a break from Hot Toys for right now because I went over the past two months, I just went crazy. Like I had a really good bonus from uh, Q1 from work. So I bought Thanos like straight up at uh, Wade's Comic Madness which had like amazing deals on Hot Toys, if you're a member there. Then I got Ant-Man, and then I got Star-Lord, and then I got Drax, and I got Iron Spider. I'm like, okay, I gotta like relax for like a couple months. I'm gonna wait, you know, the rest of this month, west rest of August, just kind of like stash and put aside some money, and when I see something I want or something that's available, boom, I'll go for it. And then I have the um, tech suit Spider-Man that's like on pre-order through Sideshow, so I'm paying that off. But my, I guess my rule is, you know, I kind of go hard for a couple months and I take a couple months off. So I can't do a whole calendar year of buy, 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 buy. So what I might do in the meantime is I'm piecing together WWF Hasbro's. Nice. Buy some of the cheaper $20, $30 ones, obscure characters, and kind of help grow that collection because I want to have everybody, which that's a crazy expensive hobby to get into too, depending on who you're looking for. But I guess my only rule is really just... uh taking breaks like I, I make myself take breaks because if I don't I'm gonna have no money I'm gonna be like all right cool well I spent all this money on toys this month and uh I'll eat ramen <laughs> so for me I um anything that's in the MCU for Marvel Legends I buy no problem there's no there I don't have to bat an eye now I don't anymore I don't buy them all but that was always kind of my rule like if it's MCU you're allowed to buy it right if it's Spider-Man because I love like the Spider Verse, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Like, uh, I, I'll buy it uh, for WWE. Anything that's first time in line, you're I'm allowed to buy. But like for WWE, for like their elite and and whatnot, I was never a completionist. I was never like, oh, elite, you know, sixties out. I have to go buy them all. One of every figure, unless somebody's look. One of every wrestler, unless somebody's look changes. Yep. Because I'm an out of box guy. So when I display them, I don't want four Seth Rollinses next to each other. I want that one Seth Rollins that's like, oh, yeah, that's Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when Seth changes, like, for example, Seth Rollins used to have the half blonde hair. So for a while, I had a Seth Rollins figure with half blonde hair. Well, once he grew that out, I was like, time to buy a new Seth Rollins. Yep. Um, so that was the rule there. And then with Star Wars now, I just took a break. Uh, I haven't. I haven't kept up. I think so. Star Wars is up to number 89 in the Black Series on like the Red Box. The last one I bought was like 70 something. Like the last time I bought a complete wave was like 70 something. Okay. So like I'm like 20 or more behind right now on that. Um, because those figures, I, I went vintage. I decided to go vintage kind of like you. Like I wanted the thrill of the hunt again. 
I want it to feel that excitement of like, oh my goodness, look what I just found, or wow, this is so hard to find. Like mm-hmm. the Black Series doesn't have that. It's a it's a relatively well distributed thing. Like if you know where to look, you know what stores to go to, you know how to get them on Amazon. The thrill wasn't there anymore. And when you talk about Marvel Legends or when you talk about Star Wars and these new waves come out and there's five or eight figures in there and they're $20 figures and I go on Amazon and pre-order all of them, I just drop like 160 They all come in one big box. I look at them all. I set them up and I like don't look at them again. Yep. I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. So I had to come up with some rules, you know, so... Yeah, I, I decided to go vintage on Star Wars. I've now taken a complete break from WWE because uh, they're now doing the True Effects head scans, and I figure, okay, like they're gonna redo everyone, yeah, and they're gonna look better than they've ever looked. So let me let the dust settle. Like, okay, maybe I won't get the first Shayna Baszler, but they're gonna make another one of her. And I'll get her then. And I might be able to get it below retail or might not be as hard to find. Um, Yeah. And then Marvel Legends, they're kind of killing me right now because I'm buying a lot of them. They are doing a lot of MCU. You know, I guess, is it part of the 80th anniversary that they that they just released? Like, so they have like Korg and the Grandmaster. Yeah. All those um, two packs. And I'm waiting for Luis and Ghost. That was the one I I got through our our buddy Nick. Yeah. so, yeah, they they have so many, and it's I mean, and they look amazing. They like do. that's literally Jeff Goldblum, like to a T, looks amazing. So it's I'm I'm trying not to get into those. I'm trying to keep it to Hot Toys for Marvel, but I mean, like I I do collect like uh the Ant Man figures. I have Ant Man, I have Wasp, and I'm gonna have Luis and Ghost. So I'm like selective with those, but I mean they just keep adding more and more. And then you know once I'm assuming next week we're gonna hear something about Phase Four, and then that's going to start drumming up more ideas of like oh man like who else could they make going forward yeah um but for me marvel legends i like but they just do too many comic characters and too many obscure characters like i built thanos but i bought so many figures i was like i'm never going to display this like i i don't know who this person even is but um you know i i guess it's they can't just make every single popular character it's just not in the cards they got to be a little diverse and there's people out there who are going to like those figures too yeah, that's I oftentimes think in my head like my knowledge of Marvel, like like Sam from We Podcast, we know things like he knows everything about comics. He knows like and he knows a lot about like DC. Yep. He knows all these obscure characters. And like sometimes I think in my head when like I uh unfortunately like, I get invited to Hasbro's panel at Toy Fair and a lot of the characters, people are, like, going nuts over. I'm like, I don't know who that is, <laughs> but, dude, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Like, I'm really happy for you. I just love that toys bring so much joy to, to people. Yeah. You I, know, it's... I want to end on that note, but you had just said basically the key phrase, which is next week, and next week is San Diego Comic-Con, and that's yeah. kind of what we want to talk about. And as we wait for, like, AEW to get started here uh, <laughs> for their Fight for the Fallen event, um, I want to just kind of dive right into... Uh, what we're expecting, I'll find that in a second. Um, you know, what we're expecting from San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, so yes. we're going to start off here. Uh, it's almost kind of chronological in the fact that on Wednesday night, uh, so really tomorrow, if you're listening to this, the day that the podcast release uh, releases, tomorrow uh, kind of kicks off San Diego Comic-Con. It's preview night. Uh, so WWE and uh, through one of their main distributors, Ringside Collectibles, uh, they're doing a preview night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So we'll start seeing some breaking news around like 9 p.m. 
Uh, Ringside's going to show off some toys uh, in conjunction with Mattel, who yep. makes all the WWE figures. Uh, and then they're going to do a panel on Thursday at 11.15 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, they're going to bring out Rey Mysterio, Kofi Kingston, uh, Becky Lynch, and of course... Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, who yep. are just hardcore collectors. Yes. So, um, WWE figures, you know, this is something that you've never really left behind, as you said. Um, I don't know. I we That's ironically the thing you and I talk about the least is WWE figures. <laughs> yeah, we, we talk mostly Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, mo- and, but, I mean, we're here tonight to watch wrestling later, too. So, I mean, that's... That's out there. Um, which, just a side note, I hope we get AEW figures at some point in the future. Because, well, listen, I- I'm going to put this on record right here, right now. So I went to Toy Fair and I went to Super Seven's booth. Now I believe Super Seven at one point they're a company that had a partnership with Funko. Yes, and they don't anymore. They're out there on their own. They were the reaction figures. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. And like, so they have like a fanatic coming out, but it's no longer under the Funko umbrella. Um. But they also have these like high end, super articulated, probably between like twenty one and thirty two points of articulation, uh, He Man figures coming out, and they're awesome. And just on a whim, kind of knowing Cody Rhodes's age, I tweeted Cody, and I was like, "What do you think of these, Cody?" And he's like, "This is amazing." And I've thrown something in there, like you know, maybe you guys can do AEW figures. And for a while, Super Seven and Cody started to follow each other on Twitter. And, like, all I can think in my head is, like, maybe down the road, man. Maybe somehow, some way, I had this small little contribution to the toy world. Which would be amazing, man. If the, if you were the one that got those two together and it happens, like, and I, it is going to happen. It's just a matter of when. I mean, yeah. they're going to be huge. TNA had a whole line of figures. And, I mean, they were bouncing around to different networks and things like that. And they even went from Toy Biz to Jacks at one point. Yep. So, I mean, we're going to get them. And it's just, it's crazy to look like I'm looking at your TV now, and I'm like, wow! Like Kenny Omega, Young Bucks. I mean, Cody, which we've had with WWE, but being able to get all of those guys, like a Luchasaurus action figure, Brandy, mm-hmm. um, Hangman Page, a different kind of Chris Jericho. I, like I'm just really excited for that, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I just, I just want it to be now. <laughs> and have you ever seen the wrestling wrestling figure company figures? Yes. The uh, rising stars and the legends of yeah, pro wrestling. They display really well, um, mm-hmm. but they they just something about them falls just outside the scope. Like it feels more. I don't even mean this as an it. It reminds they remind me a lot of like Migos, not so much action figures. Yes. So I'm a huge BWO mark, like Big Stevie Cool, yeah, Blue Meanie, and they had Blue Meanie. I'm like, I gotta get Blue Meanie to go with my Big Stevie Cool. I got him, and I was like, all right, this is great, because I never thought I'd have a Blue Meanie action figure, but he's, like, floppy and loose, and they use the same molds that Jax did at one point, but you could tell, like, I don't know if it's, like, the plastic quality or what it is. It just, it seems a little bit flimsy, but, uh, you know, as a collector, I'm not going to complain, because I'm getting characters and wrestlers that I never thought were going to be possible, because, I mean, Blue Meanie, he's still around on social media, and, you know, you'll see him intertwine with other people's comments and stuff, but... You know, I never thought that WWE would be like, yeah, let's get this guy on a Legends contract and make a figure of him. So now, thanks to Figures Toy Company, that's a complete possibility, and I have a Blue Meanie on my shelf. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you my office. I have him, too. I have him. <laughs> it's the only one I got. Uh, I have him signed, too. That's awesome. Yeah, I met him. He was Meanie is one of the nicest guys in the world. He's a Philly guy. He's always around South Philly. So, like, you can run into him in Philadelphia. Yeah. And, you know, I'm always so happy, like... 
some of those guys from the ECW time, like they fell on real hard times. And I'm not sure what Meanie's personal life was at any given moment, but like, dude, like looks healthy. He looks happy. I just, I love that. Like there's something, and I, we, I know we need to talk about WWE Mattel toys here in a second, but like, I was actually talking about this today about how like, like Gallows and Anderson, it looks like they re-signed with WWE. You think that's right? Ah, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it was probably my right money. Yeah, for the, probably five years, like half a mil a year. Right. So, so I mean, and now they're being featured on TV. Yep. And I'm hoping that that leads to. I think just AEW in general, as much as WWE wants to say, oh, they're a pissant company and this, that, and the other. There's obvious changes going on because now they realize, hey, we could lose a ton of talent because it's not like the cons are broke. No, you know? they have more money than McMahon. <laughs> yeah. They have a ton of money to throw around, and they seem very in touch with what today's wrestling fan wants. So when you see the like you know Tony Khan talking to the media after these shows, and he just seems so approachable and very likable, and he knows what's going on and has his finger on the pulse of his business. Yep. You know, other guys are going to pay attention to that and see that and be like, man, well, you know what? The grass is probably greener on the other side. But now you're starting to see some good things with WWE that you know are hopefully will lead to better competition for both. I just want to see both brands thrive. A hundred percent. And the thing that made me think about Gallows and Anderson signing was about how like those guys are mid, mid thirties, late thirties, maybe, you know? And like, I'm just so happy in the nineties wrestlers and eighties and seventies wrestlers just got like used and abused. And then like, they would just chew them out and, then you could go meet them at a convention for $20 and they'd be like almost like begging for money. It was yeah. really depressing. Mm-hmm. And I think now about, listen, I'm sure that some of these guys drink. I'm sure that some of these guys maybe use drugs, you know, in a recreational fashion, but like in so many ways, the way that they've cut back on the violence in wrestling, the way that it really looks like, I mean, I hate to say it, wrestlers are kind of nerds now. And like, like superstar Billy Graham hates that, that they're not all roided up. Y'all fight you and knock you out in a bar. But like, I think about Gallows and Anderson and like probably by like the early forties, they'll be able to like retire and be healthy and be happy and spend time with their kids. And we probably aren't going to see them begging for money at a con in a pathetic way. Right. You know, like, Hey, maybe in 15 years, AJ Styles, when he's, you know, 55, you can go meet him but he's not going to be begging for money because, you know, styles didn't get wrapped up in a lot. And almost none of the guys to my knowledge nowadays, I mean, what do I know about behind the scenes? But like, I think we talk about AEW, like Kenny and the bucks are like straight edge. I mean, they're, I know the bucks are like big time family guys. Yeah. Anytime that they're not on the road, it's just like constant videos of their kids and their family going to the zoo or going to a theme park. And, yeah. You know, and Kenny's just, he likes playing video games and kind of keeps to himself and he, he leads like a very, you know, private life. Yep. Um, so it's, it's definitely like a far departure from the eighties, like rock star yep. kind of lifestyle that a lot of those guys lived. Uh, like I was watching the Andre documentary real quick on HBO, which was awesome by the way. I was just like a year or two late for it, but those guys would drink all the time. They would drink backstage. Andre would be chugging wine before he's going out to the ring and you know, those guys just partied and obviously Ric Flair, we all know the stories about him and kamikaze shots and, um, all that stuff. But it seems like people these days with just the knowledge, like about health and wellness are listening to that more and taking better care of themselves and investing in themselves for the future so that when they are 40, 50, they're not, you know, having trouble going up and down the steps and they're not 
broke trying to figure out um, ways to scrape to make ends meet. So it's, you know, I could definitely see um, AJ at like a convention down the road just for fun because he wants to say thanks to the fans, not because, oh, I got to use this to put my kid through school for another year or whatever the case is. Yep. And that's, and, and you know, the thing that put us on there was Meanie. Like, I don't know what Meanie did right in his life. Maybe it was just he was a good guy, but like, it, I'm just so happy to see him. Like, people love him. And he's so grateful and he's so kind. And I think he's really out there because mm-hmm. he loves doing it. Yeah. You know, I think he wasn't, it was like when I met him to get his autograph and get the figure, it was all just like, oh, come on, get a picture. Oh, come, come on. Got to do better. And like, he took like four pictures with me. Like, <laughs> and I loved that. And I just, I hope that that's a peek into the future of what, like, what professional wrestlers will be the guys that we're watching now. Yes. You know? So speaking of the guys we're watching now, um, we had said that uh, San Diego Comic-Con is a time where Mattel is going to show off a lot of their new figures. Mm-hmm. Now, um, uh, this year in particular, something a little bit interesting is happening. And maybe it's this way every year, but Ringside Collectibles just announced Elite 70. And that features like the first ever um, uh, EC3. It features maybe the first ever Elite Vince made by Mattel. I could be wrong. They did a build a figure Vince, or it was a Toys R Us exclusive. Oh, okay. You had to, it was a mail away Vince McMahon. Okay. Um, with the comb over. Okay. That so that was back when he was still like recouping hair, um, or he just had his short hair for shorter hair for a while. But they did have one Vince. I don't know if it was elite or not, but I think all the suited figures kind of have that extra articulation. Yeah, he uh, and they did one with him in Austin in a battle pack. Yes. So, but this will technically, yeah, will be the first elite wide-scale release where you don't have to go buy $100 worth of figures and send away for them. So that will be nice to see. And then in addition to that, uh, they announced uh, Battle Pack 61. The only like first time ever uh, in that is the Iconics. Yes. Now, what's interesting is, like, Sarah Logan we know is coming, um, but we have no idea what's next. Like, we have no idea what is uh, Elite 71. We have no idea what Basic Series 101 is. And we have no idea what Battle Pack 62 is. Yep. So we're going to see, likely, a lot of figures. Um, I don't know. How you want to tackle it? You got a list? You got some predictions? <sighs> I mean, I, I'm a, I've been leaning more towards, for me, what I want to see is more 205 Live guys. But I want to see them in Elite style. Uh, you know, like we got our first Drew Gulak, current Cruiserweight champ, Abington, PA guy. Yep. So local Philly guy. And... uh you know, it's his, uh, when he was doing his PowerPoint gimmick and everything else, but now he's got like a full beard, he's got his hair slicked back, so like the figure just came out and it's just hitting retail, you can find it at Walmart or Target, but it's already out of date, and you know, for a guy like him, I would want to see, or a guy like Tazawa or a guy like Grand Metalik, who was in the finals of the Cruiserweight Classic, and he hasn't even got a basic or an elite release, you know, I want to see more Cruiserweights, um, they're just getting around to making Tony Nice. And it's a basic. And it, it, what what drives me crazy too is something else I want to see is more torsos, because you have Tony Nice and you have Drew, and you put them side by side. They have the same exact torso. And I mean, they're both fit. They're both built guys. But I mean, Nice is like on a whole nother level. He's so thick. He's just a real big, muscular dude. But when you put those two guys next to each other, figure wise, it's like oh, they're, they're the same exact style, and it just doesn't look right. And I know Mattel when they first came out. 
I remember we got like Rey Mysterio, Undertaker, Edge, and there were different sizes, and Evan Bourne. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is crazy scale and different torsos, but I do think it's time to maybe, you know, kind of switch things up and add more torsos to that. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm a big cruiserweight mark, so I want to see more cruiserweights in the elite line, and it seems like they're doing that. Like, we got Ali, and he looks awesome. He does. Um, Ricochet, Ricochet, who's cruiserweight. I, I do an air quotes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had on my list Drake Maverick. Like, yes. Because, see, for me, I guess a lot of these aren't necessarily, like, wish lists, but almost just, like, predictions. Mm-hmm. I agree. I So, it's funny because Mattel has the license, or they had the license at one point to um, He-Man. And they did, like, MaddieCollector.com. Yes, the, uh, the uh, exclusive site where you had to go on, like, at a certain time and, and go for it. Dude, I would be, and, like, uh, what is Bill's last name from Mattel? Makina? Yeah. So, I, you know, I had seen Bill at all in. He was, like, getting a beer. And, like, I, like, walked out. I was, like, I had to bring my mom. She loves Okada. And, like, he had, like, he had such a nice conversation with me. And it's funny because, like, I don't know if a lot of the other people knew who he was. But, like, that dude is, is like, doing God's work in the figure world right now. Like, he really, he gets it. Um, like, Steve Evans, who used to do Hasbro Star Wars stuff, like, he gets it. Um, and it's cool that this collecting community has, like, like our maker, if you will, you know? And I just, I almost kind of wish like you could say to like, and Bill may suggest this and through guys like Ryder and Hawkins who are bringing uh, wrestling toys to a more high profile, like dude, I would do a 25 or $30 a month subscription for an exclusive figure. Like, I don't know if that's enough meat on the bone, but like, if you don't think you can release Grand Matalik as an elite at retailers in an assortment and make money off of him, I'd give Mattel $360 a year for them to send me 12 figures. I would do that. Oh, yeah. So And it, and the thing is, too, that, that also creates more excitement and buzz around it. And when you have, like, the major wrestling figure podcast guys that are constantly – they give Bill a lot of – well, crap. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if yeah. I curse on here or not. They give him a lot of crap on their podcast for certain things. Like, obviously, they're just, you know, messing around with him and joking with him. But, um, you know, they'll call – They'll call him out if there's something on a figure that's like not right. And that that just took off on its own, that whole show. And now, you know, they're gonna be at San Diego Comic Con because of all the work that they're doing and really like revitalizing and getting all these people into things. Like they got me into wanting collect to collect the Hasbros again. And I'm like, man, like I really wish I didn't listen to this. And that's why they do call it the most expensive free podcast. Because you listen to it and they rave about this stuff and you're like yeah, I kind of want to buy it now too. And it just, it's a rabbit hole and it keeps going and going and going. But I would love if they did a subscription type uh, membership where you could get that because there's so many things that they could do. Like Grand Metalik, going back to him, which he's probably not everyone's favorite. I mean, he's not my favorite either, but he would make an awesome elite and the deco and the design that they could do with him if it was solely based on a subscription type thing, it would be awesome. I think I heard at one point, like when they figure out these elite lines, they're given X amount of budget. And they say you have to make six figures, six action figures, based on this budget for this wave. Because I remember at one point, like, Batista, they did his, like, back tattoo yeah, really and they, intricately. And they packaged him with his back facing out so you could see all the color and detail. Yeah, and I remember somebody saying, like, there was another figure in that line that was slightly subpar. And like, oh, well, Batista's deco probably ate up the budget for that wave. Yep. So it would be cool. Like I said, I would overpay for a figure, like an elite figure, if it was something fresh and unique. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I would love to see the 205 Live guys. Now, realistically, 
I think we'll see a Drake Maverick. I don't know who else we'll see in an you know. I in think an elite. We'll, we'll probably see. I mean, he still wears like his green like leather jacket, so we'll probably see uh, Authors of Pain like manager Drake Maverick because obviously he doesn't wrestle. He's not in any kind of gear, even though he's a twenty four seven champion. That's just you know, and jeans t shirt roll somebody up and and take off. But uh, I would really like to see a figure of him so I could put him next to EC three on my shelf or him next to Braun on my shelf just for that funny size comparison. And I think that would be that would be probably my top one out of anyone else, just because of how popular he is right now. He's almost like a modern day like Crash Holly, yeah. In terms of like just him taking the ball and running with the whole twenty four seven thing. Yeah, not to like ruin his mystique, but at King of Trios years ago when he had left TNA, mm-hmm. I was up there, and uh, when I do King of Trios, I do the photo booth, which means I need to come in early, and I get to like see behind the scenes with all the wrestlers a little bit, and you know. There's an unspoken thing. Like, you, there's a way you have to respect all of the wrestlers and respect the backstage stuff. Like, when Mike Quackenbush gives his speech, I leave. But, like, Drake Maverick went above and beyond to, like, come over. Be like, what's your name, man? You know, oh, I'm Ryan. Oh, dude, it's so great to meet you. Listen, if you need anything, I'm like, no, if you need anything, man. That's pretty cool, So, like, man. I'm a big, big, big Drake Maverick fan. That's you know? really cool. And, and it's guys like that 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 I root for more and I want to see more Same. just so that he can be like, look, because I know that he sounds like based off of that, the kind of dude that would eat up the fact that he has his own action figure and he would probably bring it everywhere with him with the 24-7 title and have like his wife look angry in the background and everything else. Um, but yeah, I would really like to see a Drake Maverick and I want to see what they're going to do with the um, Ultimate Edition figures because... Now we know, based off the first wave alone, that they could take Ultimate Warrior with the coolest looking jacket, coolest looking outfit from the worst worked match, yep. possibly in pro wrestling history, <laughs> and I had to have it. I was like, I need this warrior. So I bought him, and just the extra heads and things like that were really, really cool. So I think we'll probably see an HBK get that treatment. That was my prediction. I would love to see HBK where he comes down on the zip line oh, yeah. entrance. And then this is kind of like an out there one. Um, so Jeremy Padower from Jax. Okay. Um, he actually unveiled. So back during when he was handling the Jax WWE license, they were going to make a Mr. America figure. Oh, wow. Never released it. No one saw photos. He has the prototype. Wow. He actually just posted on Instagram. Now, you know, Hulk Hogan outside of the ring obviously is a completely flawed, bad yes. person. But inside the ring, he was always one of the first people I gravitated towards. So I thought almost for an ultimate edition, you could do a 2003-2004 Hogan with swappable legs and a swappable head sculpt and weight belt, and boom, you have Mr. America, finally, and then you have Hulk Hogan. Um, You know, I know he's still mending bridges and stuff in the pro wrestling world, and he came back when Mean Gene passed, but, you know, just seeing that Hulk, or the uh, Mr. America that Jeremy posted, I was like, wow. Like He was around for what, maybe like three, four months with Zach Gowan, but I would just love to have that in my collection for whatever reason. It just gravitated because it was so silly. Well, so you figure the first the first ultimate was um, a Warrior and Ronda. Right. I have Ronda on pre-order. She hasn't come in yet. I'm excited to get her. Uh, that's actually the first Ronda figure I'm ever getting. Like I, I skipped the Elite. That's, I skipped the basic. That's the best one to go for, I think. I have the I have the Elite with the table and the yeah, contract, yeah. which was her first Elite and yep. might, maybe her first figure. Yes. But, I mean, the... Um, Ultimate has the swappable arms with the leather jacket already on it. It's incredible. So it just looks great right yep. out of the box. Um, 
So, so I then, think that's a good one. The second one was Nakamura and Bret Hart. Yep. And I think we're seeing like a pattern develop here. Old where new. So we had said, I think HBK is a lock. I don't know what version of HBK we get. I would love to see them do a thing like not just zip lining HBK, but like multiple H, you know, like mm-hmm. we get like commissioner HBK or I, like, I don't know how they would necessarily do it. Um, but like that we could do like multiple versions of him. Uh, so then my prediction for the modern guy is like the dude that deserves it. And the guy that you could do a lot with styles. Yes. I would love to see them do like an AJ styles ultimate figure. I'm trying to think what they could do to up the ante on that because he already, his elites look so good. They do. They give you the hands so he could do his, his taunt, his pose. Uh, and I'm just trying to think like what else they could give him to put him over the top. But I mean, just the added articulation alone will be more than enough. Um, give him a couple hoodies, maybe like, I mean, they could do a lot with him, but he would make sense for that style too. And he's, I mean, he's one of the top guys, so it would be really cool to see him. They're not going to do some random person like Ricochet, maybe that years down the road, we get that kind of treatment, but styles would definitely make sense for me right now. Yeah. And like, so I don't know, I don't know what the turnaround time on these things is. I don't even really remember the timetable of this, but the other person who maybe they could do for the ultimate, cause I'm not sure how they're doing like the distribution. Are they going to hit retail? Uh, you know, for the price tag, I don't know. Cause that's, it, it's almost like when they did entrance grates and now I go to target and I see entrance grates. Goldberg is just like sitting there with clearance tags on him, and he's only 20 bucks on clearance. So he's not even, he's going to go lower yeah. and he's going to keep dropping and dropping and dropping. And I think they even ended that with Elias because they just found that like when Toys R Us was going out of business, they had entrance grates sitting all over the place. And what's weird is as abundant as they were then, if you try and find some now, you're paying maybe twice what you pay, would have paid in retail. But I just think for the price tag, they probably won't. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. So kind of going back to like the Maddie collector idea, if this ultimate thing is going to be like just distributed through like select retailers, um, and I'm sure there's wide appeal for this, but like the only other guy that springs to mind who has like enough different looks and like who really need, who actually really desperately needs a new figure is Daniel Bryan. Yes. Because if you can, if you can pack the ultimate edition with the WWE title and with the eco-friendly title um, and you could give them a couple different hairstyles you know because what they each come with three heads three or two yeah depending like warrior I think Ronda Ronda has two warrior has two so he has clean face paint you know battle worn face paint so I mean they could do Brian with like a ponytail when he's out to do a promo or something give him a shirt give him the eco title which I would love to see and I hope he brings that back when he inevitably wins the title again at some point uh, that would be actually a really good one. And he needs a updated figure desperately because they just haven't seemed to get the face scan down with the beard and everything else. Like they're trying and they're somewhere I'm like, it looks good. It looks good. But they're just not like there yet. Yeah. The closest they ever came, in my opinion, was like uh, the Wyatt Daniel Bryan. Um, I have them upstairs. I'll show them to you. That's like the closest like because so during his like big baby face run like for WrestleMania 30. Like, the Daniel Bryan figure, the only one that was out, like, he still had the hair that was, like, down to, the like, short hair, the right? front of his eyebrows. Yep. Uh, like, the beard looked great, and the face looked didn't look that bad. Um, and then I think that they actually, I haven't looked at it up close, but, like, the general manager, Daniel Bryan, I think was good. 
But they haven't gotten a long hair Daniel Bryan great yet. Yeah, and I want to see. I don't want to see smiling Daniel Bryan. I want to see like an angry expression Daniel Bryan or stern, like real serious, because that's who he is now, and that's who he's been for months. So I think that would fit him a lot better. And I wonder if that—that's why I kind of sneak him into the conversation for an ultimate figure. Because you can get a smiling Daniel Bryan, you can get the angry Daniel Bryan, like you said, you can get a ponytail Daniel Bryan, or like a hair in the face Daniel Bryan. That's what I like about the Ultimate is like, I don't know if they should sell an action figure to kids when it's like hair in the face, like, but if it's one of two or three heads, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so I, I think for the most part, and the other thing for the Ultimate thing is it's an inevitability with Taker. Yeah, I don't. I, but I don't think we get him now. I don't think you need to get him now. I think you can wait on Taker. They, I think they have a basic um, ministry style Taker out now. I just saw it at Target the other day. So I mean, you know, they're always going to turn out Undertaker figures. And if, if they did do a, a Ultimate, I would want like American Badass, maybe like a different style Taker. But then again, they just did an Elite of that too. So it's you know, we'll we'll get him at some point in some outfit, and it will be awesome. Yeah. So I don't know, like with like the retail. Uh, uh, excuse me. I don't know, like if this would be ultimate or elite, but I do have Hollywood Hogan on my list. Yep. I, 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 I know, like you said, he's mending fences. Somewhere, somehow, we're getting the first new Hulk Hogan figure in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's back under contract. I think, I think they had a Hollywood Hogan that was ready to go, right when he got in trouble, and then they nixed it. Yeah, so I think we're definitely gonna see a Hollywood Hogan, and because honestly, that like Hulk rules. Uh, Red and yellow one they did. It was probably his last figure. Might have been Target Hall of Fame series. Was that, it? The, was it? Was he in gear or was he? It, was it the cutoff shirt with like the black jeans? I have that one. That was a basic. Um, he had an elite that had like the feather boa. Okay, I think unless I'm like misremembering it, or maybe that was the one that didn't come to market. But like, I think we're gonna see a Hogan. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure on that. Um. So I actually went like kind of brand by brand. Now, something that I'm going to mention with Star Wars, I'm actually going to mention it now. And I think you alluded to it earlier. We could just sit here and say, okay, well, here's every wrestler on the roster. Here's the ones they haven't made figures of. Here's one they're going to make figures of. But I think like we need, for the benefit of the listener, we need to kind of look at it from like a pragmatic sense. Like Mm -hmm. what is their demand for? What is their inevitable? Nope. (laughs) inevitability of um so nxt uk i think we could see a tony storm i would love tony storm i want uh more than anything either an updated tyler bait or a trent seven or give me a battle pack with the two with mustache mountain like i mean i uh you know i watch progress i i paid for their a subscription so I could watch all that stuff and like what I love about those two guys is they're not like your conventional everyday right like um you know Tyler Bate reminds me of like Backlund he's like this short stocky like real strong guy and then you have Trent Seven who's got like the ultimate dad bod but he still goes out there and like does all this crazy stuff and puts on like clinics and you just look at him and you're like, really? Like he's, he's a good wrestler. And then you watch him, you're like, he's a good wrestler. But Tony Storm would be a really cool one. And it's too soon for it probably, but Walter. Dude, it, you and I, so my, the three on my list was Tony Storm, Trent Seven and Walter. <laughs> and next to Walter, I put question mark access in the fact that now that they're doing, like, did, did they have access to Walter? 
now that they're doing the true FX thing. Right. I think they're based. Are they based out of California, Mattel? Uh, I think it's actually Seattle or Washington. Okay. It's Washington, so it's I believe. So it's that coast. Like, has Walter, since being under WWE contract, went out there? I don't think you you make a Walter basic. I think that's an elite figure. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that we might not see until like February of next year. Yeah. You know, I think maybe they bring him in for one of the takeovers here to defend the UK title. And then Mattel flies a crew out to the show. And that's when they do their scans and everything else. Cause I mean, he would just, he would have to have a unique torso and everything. Cause he's just like a totally unique look. And I just love that with the way that guy looks like that would be a really cool figure to have. Yeah, and I, with the Trent Seven thing, uh, I've always said the Trent Seven and Paul Heyman make me feel better about my body <laughs> and, and my hairline. Well, I mean, you know? Trent Seven man just goes out there and like he's like, "This is who I am," like, and he's killing it at life. Like he's obviously like doing real well. WWE contract, like, has a really good sense of fashion. If you ever look at his Instagram, oh, like, dude, I don't even awesome. know where he gets half of the slip-on shoes that he has, but <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. And I'm like wearing sandals from like two years ago. So, I mean, he makes me feel bad about myself from a fashion standpoint. <laughs> yeah, and again, those two guys, Mustache Mountain. So I don't want to see him in a battle pack because then they're basics. That's true, that's true. And then, you know, I hate that they, we lost that shoulder articulation in the basics. Um, but again, Mustache Mountain is another two guys that they were the tag team champions in Chikara mm-hmm. and like to just talk to them like a mile and a half from my house. I was like, I love you guys, you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are my three Tony storm, Trent seven, Walter. I think we have the best bet of seeing an updated Tyler, Tyler Bate. Bate. Um, and then I'd say I'd probably put Trent seven after that. Tony storm. She has those, like she wears the baseball cap and like, she might be somebody that they have to do an elite of. Yeah. But she hasn't earned the popularity yet to to, to get there. So uh, the next brand is uh, NXT. Now, if you look at NXT right now, there's a lot of guys that haven't had a wide release figure. Yeah, and a ton. And they keep bringing up new faces. So if we're, if we're thinking NXT, I mean, I would want to see updated. Um, well, I mean, we haven't gotten an elite strong. Did they have we seen anything so, from him? So Roddy Strong is um he was going to be a part of that Target NXT line. Okay. But now there's massive concerns about that because uh the CN, which is now ringside exclusive, yeah. That was supposed to be a part of that wave. Mm-hmm. So why are they breaking him off and putting him in with ringside unless they're maybe canceling that line? So there is an elite Roddy Strong out there. He just we just don't know when he, when and where he's coming. Gotcha. But you're right. We need him. I think, we, and we need individually released versions of Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy that three pack. I'm still teetering on it. I, I think if there's another sale, it, I mean, for a long time it was number one on the top ten, I, and I think most of that's driven by you know it's crazy. Like I watched those guys at the Armory right around the corner, like ten years ago, and now Adam Cole's NXT champion. I, I mean, it's just. Crazy, and I love Bobby Fish. I just love the fact that you have all these young guys, and Bobby Fish is like the late thirties, like close to forty, early forties, maybe. He, I think, and he's just like going out there doing his thing, keeping up with all the young bucks and and stuff like that. So, um, I think that would be pretty cool. My big one would be Keith Lee. Whew, that'd be cool. But he's just he hasn't really got enough momentum going on the brand yet where he would warrant a figure. Yep. But from what I hear on the um wrestling figure podcast with Zach and Kurt. 
Bill McKean is like a huge NXT mark, yep. so he will make as many NXT guys and like knock them out of the park because he just loves the brand so much. So if he, you know, obviously has a lot of influence on who's getting made or can, you know, put the right words in people's ears, might get Keith Lee down the road. Yeah, well, and we were talking about like earlier, we were talking about the torsos, like yes. with the cruiserweights and all. Like, I understand that they can't make a unique torso for everyone, mm-hmm. but like, um, Cautious Ono. Chris Hero has been around NXT for a while. So if they're kind of looking down the road and they want to do like a, they want to do like a Walter figure, like maybe Walter and, you know, Cautious Ono could share a torso. They could like recycle that. But I agree. Keith Lee, man, I don't even know. You can maybe use an author's a pain body. Uh, the author's a pain. They're he's elite. thick up top. Like his whole torso is thick, but yeah. I mean, yeah, he's bulky though. Like he's still built. It's, I don't it's hard to describe but yeah. going back to Cassius man that if you got him as an elite and you threw in like one of those like his Ono style jerseys and stuff like soft goods that would be really cool to have I agree and he's, he's been around man and doing like great work and now he's with NXT UK or at least I think he's he's over there permanently now as part of the brand yeah I'm not I'm not sure but he's another one of those guys like you said you see at the armory you ever listen to a podcast with him uh uh-uh. uh Probably top five smartest wrestling minds I've ever heard. Um, I don't know where I heard him. Was it Colt? Like, art, art of wrestling would make sense. Yeah, like I don't know if it was there or if I if I heard him in multiple places. But like, dude, is I, that I feel like that's why he's in NXT. I'm not gonna say he's gonna run NXT someday, but I'm also not saying that he's not going to like. You know, NXT's been doing this thing on the road where, like, um, the smaller shows, they have all these, like, like Mike Quackenbush is one of the guys that's producing the matches. Okay. Like, uh, Drake, the ref, is producing the matches. Triple H isn't going to these tiny things in Tampa or whatever. So, I think his mind will be there. But yeah, it's funny. Uh, Chris Hero is one of those guys, and I thought Samoa Joe was going to be like this. That, like, I don't think he's ever going to come up on the main roster, and I don't think he cares I think he likes living in Florida. I think he likes helping people be like, listen, this is a good way to do wrestling. You know, like, um, I think he'll be a producer at the NXT level uh, when Triple H is running the main roster. I would love that, man. I, I Like, part of me is excited when, like, I hear you say that. But part of me is kind of sad, too, because we'll never get that Kings of Wrestling reunion. Um, and I know that most of it might have been just because of physique. And, and, like, just the way he looks. But, I, I mean, I just – if he just tossed, like, the basketball jersey and they just let him go out there and do his thing, like, who cares, man? You got Killian Dane that's, like, a human bear going out there and wrestling. Like, just let Ono take the shirt off, wrestle, because that's – he tells great stories in the ring. He does. And it doesn't matter, obviously, how much weight he's gained or lost. He can go just the same, and it's insane. He's a machine in the ring. But it would be pretty cool to see him – run things down there and you can kind of see some of the storylines they put him in are always with younger upstart kind of talent and he's like the grizzled veteran that doesn't want to you know uh you know lose his spot to those guys and then he ends up elevating them you know who i think they're going to make a figure of down in nxt and i think she's a prime candidate for basic um i think she'll sell well for a variety of reasons uh and that's bianca belair that would be a really cool one is it belair or blair 
Uh, oh my god! I think it's Bel Air. Okay, okay. I, I, you know, at one point I said it one way, and I knew I was wrong, and it was, and like, <laughs> and now I, you're just confused as to which way is the actual right way. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I think she'd be a great basic. I think, uh, like, not to get all like social justicey, but like, I think it's important, like, for kids of all ages and races and genders to be like, hey, look at that. Yep. You know, and like, we, like we have Naomi. And like her figures always seem to sell kind of well, um, so I think I think Bianca would be awesome. Just that that ponytail, you know, it's so cool and so long. I think Bill would have a great time making that head sculpt. That would be very very cool. I would love to see that. Um, Street profits, <sighs> definitely. I, and maybe swappable hands for the red solo cup. And uh, I mean, it, you know, I, I I'm talking anything I say here is elite, unless like we're otherwise like. Bianca Belair, basic, because you could still do basic, and they give them pretty decent articulation when it's a female wrestler. So I mean, man, Street Profits would be real cool, and you know, given the NXT tag belts and everything else that they got going for them right now, they're on Raw, so they're getting some uh, visibility for the main main. Somebody's a audience. fan of them, yep. and apparently, like, uh, not to get too like behind the scenes, but I heard that whatever they did the other night on Raw, I didn't catch it, was unscripted, which is like rare. Like, they trust those guys. Um, I remember seeing them for the first time at one of the Philly NXT shows uh, out at the Tower. Tower. Yeah. yeah. I might have been at the same one as you. Was that the one where Ty Dillinger and then were giving out hot chocolate outside? No. This was the one where um, Velveteen Dream came out with a Tom Brady jersey. Oh. And then uh, <laughs> it, this is when Sanity was still kind of doing their thing. And Montez Ford came out with red sneakers on, and no one knew who he was, but everyone knew who uh, D'Angelo Dawkins was because he's been featured here and there on NXT. So everyone just started calling him Red Shoes and chanting Red Shoes. But by the end of the match, it was just like this magical thing that happened where people were like, holy crap, Like we really like these guys. And they just have so much charisma and personality that they, you know, I would trust them too. Like they seem very comfortable in their role now. Where it's, I, you know, that's the beauty of NXT. They get a chance to, like, figure things out. And then by the time they move up to the main roster, as long as they're being utilized correctly, which if they're on Raw doing unscripted promos, you know, they get to really show who they are. And that's good. They need, I think Raw needs personality. And they have two huge personalities. Yeah, I agree. And that's part of me. I don't know if we'll even see them this time around, but we will eventually. And I can't wait. Yep. You know, um, that that's one thing I struggled with when I was putting together a lot of my guesses here. Is like I don't know the next time Mattel shows figures, New York Comic Con, but I feel like San Diego is usually the big one, yeah, because that gets every that's like the middle of the summer, everyone's getting hyped. New York Comic Con's like kind of like all right, it's yeah, what, September October ish, yep, and it, it kind of you know is like all right, like here's all these figures, but we're so close to the holiday that you won't see these till spring of next year, yep. So I think the figures that they show at San Diego Comic Con are usually good because there's a good chance of seeing some of them. By the holiday season. Yep. And it kind of gets, I mean, I, and me as a collector, it gets me hyped up because then I know Ringside's going to do a sale. And if there's someone I really, really want, but I don't have the time to drive around everywhere, boom, use my code WFIGS for 10% off. And I got them coming. I'm good to go. Yeah. I forget who exactly who it was a couple of years ago, but they showed them off at San Diego Comic Con and they got them out right before Christmas. Maybe it was Tyler Bate. Cause I, I know I got Tyler Bate for Christmas, but whatever it was, I, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see that. Um, other NXT guys, uh, and what? So here's the thing: we had alluded to Target had the exclusive NXT line, and for whatever reason, whether it's a distribution problem or a problem with Target in general, like uh, with the you know Target maybe didn't want to do it anymore. 
I'm trying to stay away a little bit from like the elite stuff because the future of NXT elites is just so up in the air. Right. But like, um, Oni Lorcan feels like maybe like a nice low hanging basic guy. Not a lot of detail on Deco. You could do a real solid figure of him. And he's, you know, he's doing his tag team with like Danny Birch, but now he's also on 205 Live. Yeah. So he's all over the place. And he's one of those guys, like when he was Biff Busick uh, in CZW and stuff. I mean, like, he's a solid, solid wrestler. He's awesome. And they could do him, and it wouldn't take too much budget, like you were talking about, from the other figures. So if they wanted to do someone absolutely insane, they could throw in Oni Lorcan, and then boom, we get another NXT roster member. But it's not going to, you know, take away from anything else that would be in the wave. So I'd like to see him. He's uh, kind of like a, like almost an underdog, like kind of underdog figure that I, I wouldn't think of off the top of my head. But when you mention him now, I'm like, I could definitely like have him on display. Well, in like in the most recent basic wave that they announced, um, is it Davari? Yes, Arya Davari finally getting a figure too. Yeah. Yep. So that that's why my brain kind of went there with the Oni Lorcan thing. Um the other thing, we had talked about Drake. Uh, so they did like a JBL in a suit. They did like an okay Corey. The Corey Graves head sculpt solid. I think the suit was too big. The suit, it looks like he's wearing like, you know, his his dad's suit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but if they can get that suit right, give me a Morrow. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, or um, Nigel. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Nigel, yeah, I would love to see a Nigel, obviously. Or like a, uh, I mean, obviously with the target line being up in the air. But if they do continue, do like a build a figure, build it, build a Nigel, build a Morrow. Yep. I, I mean, I think fans for NXT are very dedicated, so they would buy those if they were individual releases anyway. But make it fun and have a build a figure. Yeah, I mean, so I'm thinking in my head like. Uh... This is not for San Diego Comic-Con, but is Beth Phoenix the third person in that booth now on a full-time basis? I think so. She's she's there a lot. I So it's so tough. I usually binge a couple weeks of NXT leading up Same. to TakeOver. I don't watch every single week, but I know that she's been getting a lot of booth time, which it'd be cool to get a figure of her there too. Yeah, I mean, they already have like a general head sculpt for her. It's, it's relatively good. They have that old body of Steph. I love that one, Steph figure. Yep. In, like, the pantsuit. Like, mm-hmm. I think they got some mileage out of her, too. I think they did a two-pack, and they did, a, you know, boom. So that that's awesome. Um, anybody else? The the huge person in NXT, and I'm not sure if we're going to get him right now or not, but, like, elite-ready, probably, like, um, like mainstream elite-ready, like Shayna Baszler, Matt Riddle. Yeah. That would be cool. I, I, I mean, he's just kind of taking off I think he's still like the fans know who he is now and he gets a whole like his entrance and he's a good wrestler and he's got this unique look of like the long hair and the bare feet and everything he would be a really good one I think my top like NXT guy that I would want and he's already been released but I would want a wide release of him is Pete Dunne yeah I got lucky my buddy I have a buddy who lives out in California he went to a target and he collects sparingly and mostly nxt guys and he found pete dunn i was like dude like i'll pay you extra a little bit extra like could you get it for me he shipped it over to me and i have him and i'm like so happy to have him and he's so well done but that figure 
I never saw the light of day here. I went to a Target on Aramingo one day, and I saw a dude holding one walking down the aisle. And I was like, if I was five minutes earlier, like, yep. I could have got it for you. And I was yep. – because I, I, when I posted, I remember you were like, dude, where? And I was like, my buddy. And I was like, I'll keep my eyes peeled for you. And then I remember seeing that in that other guy's hand. I'm like, crap, that could have been Ryan's. If I like – just didn't listen to five more minutes of sports talk radio <laughs> complaining about whatever issue is going on with our sports teams right now. Yeah, man, I agree. Part of me wonders with Pete Dunn. We had talked about Tyler Bate. We had talked about Trent Seven. Uh, small part of me wonders. They did that three-pack with uh, Undisputed Era. Like, maybe they would do an NXT thing, and they could save a little bit of money, give give Pete Dunn some new gear. Yes. Um, you know, but, dude, keep the same head sculpt. That head sculpt's awesome. I love the snarl. Yeah. And you, and you see, like, the mouth guard, like... It, that's Pete done to a T. Maybe make like sculpt the hair a little bit longer, yeah, but, or keep it the same. It doesn't matter. Like he, you know, he's obviously his hair is like shoulder length now and longer. But uh, that would be great. And then you distribute it through like ringside, and you get all three of them. Give like a towel to Trent and uh, Tyler, and then Pete gets his vest. Like that would be just an easy, easy way to do that. And you could even throw a couple of titles in there. They they haven't had the NXT UK tag belts. But they had the NXT tag titles for a minute. So, you know, just throw in a couple little accessories, 50 bucks, and I would definitely be all over that. Yeah, uh, another, I guess, really kind of moving to the main roster, and I think we had alluded to, maybe it was off mic, like, I would break it down into SmackDown and Raw, but, like, with the wild card thing, like, anyone on the main roster jumping out that you're like, oh, they're definitely getting a figure or they definitely need a figure? I want an updated Becky with two belts, WrestleMania attire, like the Kill Bill looking style. Uh, Lacey Evans, I think she absolutely needs a figure. Even though he shouldn't be wrestling in his suit because he's not an authority figure anymore, I still would like an, a Baron Corbin like shaved head with that style. Um, I love that. Uh, the first Elite Baron Corbin is one of my favorite figures. Yep. And it's funny because he's not displayed downstairs because we were talking about the rules. When people change their look. They get booted from the case <laughs> be- until I get their new look. And he he's due, though, because he's been shaved for a long time now, a long, long time. So I, I would definitely like to see him. I do think uh, in terms of other main roster guys, I mean, you could do more styles, more. I would like to see a Eric Rowan to go with a newer Daniel Bryan. Definitely. And you could keep his old head sculpt. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. He just has he has a whole sleeve of tattoos now. Yep. Um. You know, we haven't seen him wrestle yet, but Bray Wyatt's new look would be pretty cool. I still think that would be maybe something they show at like New York Comic Con versus San Diego. Um, but in terms of people that need an actual like I, like an update badly, I don't know. I'm kind yeah, of drawing my a blank. two main ones. I had Becky two belts. Yep, that's why I had it written. And then I kind of I kind of mentioned earlier with the with the ultimate like the Daniel Bryan that would be cool. Um, yeah, and then the other two that I had that you didn't say yet, really it's three. Um, so one of uh, one of Bill from Mattel's favorite figures ever is his Oscar. Oscar, yep. Um, it's one of my favorite figures he's ever done. Dude, um, he, that that figure is freaking awesome, man. So the first elite is awesome, and then that that the thing that was going to kind of kick off the ultimate wave, it never came out, right? No. So um, I. Her tag team partner, at least for a second, is Kyrie Sane, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, Kyrie Sane with the pirate hat and with the with the you know uh, like steering wheel, whatever yeah. you call it. Like she'd be a great elite. I don't know if she's famous enough yet for them to do that, 
But knowing that Bill liked making like Oscar, like maybe he would like to make a tag team partner with her. I don't know. And she's NXT, and Bill loves NXT. But I heard that that Oscar is supposed to be released like at a, as a convention exclusive, okay, or maybe even I I think a shop exclusive WWE shop. That'd be cool because uh, I remember he posted on Instagram like he loved that figure. And he was like heartbroken when it got canceled. But then he said that they, they found life for it and it's going to be some sort of exclusive. So maybe they'll announce it at San Diego yeah, Comic-Con Yeah, at one point they were talking going. about it being a WrestleMania Access exclusive. Yes, that's what it was. That would be cool. Yep. You know, um, the other people, and again, these are recent NXT grads that are totally figure worthy, is the War Raiders. I mean, come on, man. I mean, they got... They got that's perfect. Like they're they're perfect action figures. They would be so cool, man. You get the face paint. Like I would just love having a uh, a Hanson. Well, I still call him Hanson, but man, having like those guys would yep. just be like that would get me. Like sometimes every now and then, if I I'll catch myself just doing wrestling moves with the figures. Like I would probably just have them like squash literally everybody. They would be so cool to have, and they would just look great on the shelf. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that like we got the Bludgeon Brothers, it shows that they're not afraid to do like accessory heavy guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we tackled uh, UK, we tackled NXT, we basically tackled the main roster. Like you had alluded to, we you said it in one sense. Lacey Evans, man, should be a great figure, and she comes out with so many looks every week. It's a new like Kentucky Derby hat or like a fan or an umbra- whatever like she's got so many looks um that you could really stretch she's gonna have a lot of mileage in figures she's probably gonna be you know somewhat like how becky is or how charlotte is where they just get so many releases i would say two or three years down the road we'll probably have like three or four lacey evans figures easy yeah i agree i'm trying to think of anybody from the women's division i mean uh I don't think they've done like a GM page. I don't know if they would do a GM page. She's, she's kind of been MIA anyway. Yeah, she has. Um, so I'm trying to think, yeah, women-wise, you know, obviously Be- Becky's my number one. And I think for obvious reasons, that just makes sense. Ronda, I feel like they already perfected her with the ultimate. I don't think they need to do another Ronda. They're going to keep making Charlottes. Uh, Selena Vega. That'd be cool. I, I don't know. I, I can't. I, yeah, I could see her. Because um, she's on TV consistently with Andrade. So, I mean, like, you know, the more she's on TV, the more it's going to make sense because girls are going to see her on TV, see her in the action figure aisle. Oh, yeah, she's on TV. Okay, cool. And yeah. you need her to go with your Andrade. Yeah. Yeah, part of me worries a little bit about her. There was that Lana that came out wearing, like, an outfit that, like, Lana actually doesn't even really wear. Like, um, like she's wearing, like, a tiara, I think, like. And that figure just peg-warmed. And I worry a little bit about Selena Vega. Um, But I think that kind of wraps up those guys. Now, um, I think we'll probably get... I think they're going to love to talk a little bit about, like, the TrueFX updates and talk about how, like, they're doing, you know, better paint jobs. The one thing, because they haven't really fully perfected the girls yet. Mm -mm. Um, But they're getting there. Um, Retro, anyone in particular jump out? Yeah, man. So, we got Diesel. So what was cool is going back to Hasbro, there was this like rumored orange card wave that was supposed to come out um, and it was supposed to be, I think, wave 10. So green card was wave nine. You got one, two, three kid, Ludwig Borga. Uh, But wave 10 was supposed to be Diesel, uh, Men on a Mission, Bastion Booger, Jeff Jarrett. um, And I forget who else. Maybe an update. Oh, like an evil doink. 
so I would love to see, now that he's back in good graces with WWE, Jeff Jarrett. I think they can make a retro Jeff Jarrett, um, either WCW style, however, because they have the luxury to do that. But my biggest want for retro is a updated Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Because back when they made him, they, he was the new foundation with like the weird checkered flag, like boots and baggy pants. And I think him and Owen had that gimmick for like a minute and that was it. But we've always had Brett in the foundation gear. So I'd love to get an anvil to go with that. And then that would be perfect for me. Um, I want to see maybe a King of the Ring style ring, a steel cage. Uh, they haven't introduced the concept of belts for them yet, but there is like a guy on eBay wrestling figure workshop makes like literally if they were to make those belts back in the day, they look spot on. Um, so I think they probably won't do that, but definitely Jim, the Anvil Nightheart's like my biggest one. And then maybe a couple, you know, current guys, Cesaro to go with Sheamus, um, Ricochet, since he just is blowing up right now and maybe updated Samoa Joe. They keep churning out Owens and Roman because he only had that one release and that figure now retails or it retailed for 10 bucks. Goes for over a hundred. Nah. Yeah. I have them. Yep. But one of my favorite things about the retros is that they started to do some attitude era guys, right? Because yes. there was that gap in between there. So mm-hmm. like my Brutus of Barber Beefcake and my Jimmy Snuka and my you know Jake the Snake Roberts. I love that they have Roman Reigns. But sometimes I'm like, well, what about you know they have Stone Cold and The Rock and all, but like I don't know what attitude era guys they're missing in retro. Um, but definitely, you know, if they sprinkle in an Attitude Era guy or two, that'd be cool. Like I said, kind of fill in that gap in between. Dude Love would be one. I mean, they already did Mankind. Why not do Three Faces of Foley? Cactus Jack, Dude Love. You have those guys. Um, I want to see some female retros that's never been done. Wow. That would be kind of cool. I would love a Miss Elizabeth. Wow. To go with my macho. Or a referee. Like, make just a generic referee just to have somebody standing in the corner uh, for a display. But, you know, a couple of those pieces. But... Female retros, I feel like, are going to be a thing. I just don't know if they could figure out how to do, like, an action feature for someone that's in a dress, if they're going to do, you know, a Miss Elizabeth or a Sensational Sherry, something like that. But, yeah, Attitude Era, is, there, there's a huge gap where they just don't have any of those guys. Yeah, I think I think probably the most likely candidate for modern women would be Charlotte or Becky. Yes. You know, and Charlotte, I hate to say, like... Charlotte, you don't have to make her like this tiny little petite thing. Like you can give her the bulk that the Hasbro's are kind of like famous for. Yep. You know, um, uh, kind of wrapping up the WWE section here. Two things that I have on my list is um, Kmart, which is basically like not in existence anymore. Um, Kmart had some awesome exclusives in the past like five ten years. Oh yeah, they used to have their own full on waves. Fan, just- Fan Central, I think they were called. Yep. So, like, they would have the uh, backstage contract signing or whatever. I would really like to see those brought to, like, Target. Um, I, I would enjoy that. I would like to see more, like, play sets that I love. I love those play sets that just have, like, little, you know, this type of table or this type of, you know, oh, I, lo- I love accessories. I'm big on accessories. Oh, I have to log in to AEW. Pause. <laughs> Yeah, so be, I would like to see them just do, like, some more accessories and not, like, the cheesy, like, brawn in the car thing, you know? Like, I yeah. just, I like more, like, play sets. The one thing I liked about the brawn in the car was that that was a toy before it was on TV. It was. I love that. like, that was, 
So, so I guess that was like one of those times where like a toy influenced something that happened on TV and whether or not that sold more because of it, who knows, but, uh, you know, like stuff like that I like, but it was kind of like cheesy, like WCW ish where they would just release like Chris Jericho as the lion tamer with a lion and a stool and a whip when he never had any of those things ever. Um, yeah, but I mean, I still like I have that some stuff. I have some fond memories of the ridiculous WCW figures like Brett the Hitman Hart who was like the Hitman. Like I think they did Goldberg as a construction worker. Yes, because of the jackhammer. jackhammer. Yep. And then Howard Stern, which was Bret Hart, but it just looked like Howard Stern. It truly did. <laughs> so, um, I think that kind of wraps up our WWE section. Uh, we're running really long here. AEW's on. We've got a plethora of friends because we're really cool that want to watch wrestling with us. Uh, so we're going to skip Star Wars. I'm going to tackle that solo. We're going to jump right into the Marvel Legends. Uh, what's hard about the Legends, and I talked about it earlier, is we could sit here and say, okay, which Marvel Legends did they never make? Okay, that's our predictions. Right, right. But this is also a toy line that they want to keep going for the next five or ten years. Mm-hmm. So I guess we kind of have to look at it from, like, where are their immediate blind spots? Now, as we saw, uh, they went back and fixed some blind spots when they did the 10th anniversary stuff. Uh, they said, oh, sorry, we forgot to make the yellow jacket from Ant-Man. Here yes. you go. Now they're doing these 80s packages. I think that's where, like, those cool two-packs fall under, the mm-hmm. MCU ones. Um, so just, I mean, I guess without, you know, without rushing through it, uh, Marvel Legends stuff, what, what, what's, what's your brain got? So for me, I love that they're doing X-Men and kind of almost X-Men animated series style figures. Like, Professor X looks like that. Um, they have Iceman, and they're all coming back on those cards that we would buy when they were four inches growing yeah, up. Yeah, Toy Biz cards. Uh, so for me, one thing I do want to see is they made a Sentinel before, and they just did an Amazon exclusive one with a Wolverine. But I want to see like a bigger Sentinel, one that makes sense scale wise. And you know, going back to like what we were talking about earlier before we started with Haslab, they could throw that out there—a bigger Sentinel, make it two and a half, three, three feet if they wanted to. And it couldn't be more than 200 bucks, throw in a mutant or two with it and boom. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool because I like the Sentinel I have, but you know, uh, I think he fits better with the three and three quarter inch figures, not the six inch figures that we have this whole universe of now. Well, yeah, I believe that the one that they released with Wolverine on the Amazon thing is identical to the one that they released with Wolverine when Wolverine was three and three quarter. Yes. Yeah. So they, they just did a little bit of like paint deco and differences there, but I missed out on that one. So I jumped on the Amazon one right away and I, I love him. He's huge. He's got really good shelf presence, but I want a bigger Sentinel for sure. And then uh, you know, more MCU. I mean, they, they're going to be doing phase four stuff that we're probably going to be hearing about. Uh, I'm trying to think in terms of like movies and stuff. Obviously, I do want to see more Far From Home things. I would love to see like a Happy Hogan. Oh, me too. Uh, and Aunt May. Maybe even do like one of those two packs, throw them in together. Since they seem to kind of be backtracking, covering up like characters, hey, like Yellow Jacket, we didn't make him Ghost. We forgot about Ghost. Oh, yep. Luis, we forgot about him. Yep. So they're doing all those two packs now of all those other characters, and people are buying them because they already have. I have all the Avengers. I have all these guys. I have who I need. So I'd like to see that stuff. Um, and then Guilty Pleasure, if I had to pick one, is probably one of my favorite characters from the animated series since they're kind of going with that theme for the X Men. Will be Morph, and yeah. you give him. Uh, you know, Wolverine head, just like the old one. Morph was probably one of my favorite storylines. And that was like, as a kid, you never saw anyone die in a cartoon. And he like 
presumably dies and then comes back and he has this really good redemption arc and everything. So I'd like to see him. And then even, you know, maybe getting into some vehicles. I mean, that would probably be closer to like three and three quarters stuff or a play set. But I mean, now that we have HasLab, like they're, they went from making the Katana to making a Cookie Monster. So obviously there's endless possibilities out there. So I'm really curious to see what they're going to come out with. Yeah, in our Star Wars section, which we kind of skipped over, I wanted to talk a lot about HasLab, but uh, when I thought HasLab, I thought... Star Wars. Star Wars. Yep. I didn't think Cookie Monster. Well, now my brain's thinking like Marvel Legends. What are we thinking? Like you said, a Sentinel would be great. Yep. Um, You know, I don't know what vehicle in the MCU or in uh, even the animated series is like a must-have but I, I agree with that. I mean, those things have sold kind of well. Uh, the Deadpool one and the uh, the Professor X one in particular, like mm-hmm. the deluxe figure. Yeah. Uh, they did a Black Widow with a bike. Mm-hmm. I got that on clearance at Walmart. Now, uh, they have the um, Captain America with the bike. Yes. I don't know how similar it is. I know it's a little bit more of a throwback, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, uh, the one figure from the MCU that I don't know where you put it out at. I don't know if you do it as a small build a fig, like the way they did with Mantis, or I don't know if you do it as, uh, an exclusive, but spoiler alert, fast forward 30 seconds, minute and a half, whatever. Robert Downey Jr. I am Iron Man wearing the nano gauntlet. That would be perfect. I mean, that's that's like his defining moment. That was, I mean, that broke everyone's heart, but it was incredible. And that makes the most sense. I mean, they're making the nano gauntlet, like the actual one-to-one scale. So you can you can have that and put it next to your Thanos' gauntlet. But yeah, it would make sense for him. Someone else I want to see too that we haven't gotten and was pivotal, pivotal in Captain America's story is Peggy Carter. Yeah. We didn't get a Peggy Carter figure. I would love to see maybe just a two-pack of Steve Rogers, Peggy Carter. Is there one coming out? I don't know. No? Um, here's here's one. I wish we had something that could tell us all the answers to all the burning questions that we have. I know, like right? Like a search engine maybe or something? Well, that's it's funny because earlier today I was like looking at my... Um, I was looking at all my Toy Fair pictures to try and remember. Because uh, as we had talked about with the WWE stuff, there's... Outside of, there's like the line that's coming out that has, what's his name, Mr. Sinister in it? Yes. Beyond that, there's... We do get a Peggy Carter. Okay, so we do have Peggy Carter coming in a two-pack. Yes. Um, Similar to with the WWE, where we don't know really what's coming in like the fall and winter, mm-hmm. um, which is really soon, just around the corner. Um, We don't know what's coming out, Legends-wise. Like, they have nothing really announced past the Sinister stuff. Like, I looked at all the Toy Fair pictures, and all those figures are like out. So we're, whatever, we're going to see some stuff there that like is going to be hitting stores in September, which I love. Yep. Um, this is another long shot, uh, kind of a pipe dream, but his relevance is fading. So in a lot of ways, I feel like it's a now or never kind of thing. Figure we never got, which is like slam dunk, super easy. I have them pegged here as a Walmart exclusive or Target exclusive. Walmart and Target seem to get a lot of movie exclusives. Yes. Um, we never got like the black mask, do it yourself, Daredevil. Yeah. I mean, so my pipe dream would be to get like a Kingpin from Daredevil. I don't know the next time we're going to see a Marvel TV show. 
So come on, let's get Daredevil out there. Let's finish that because I, I want that. And if it was just season one, I get it. But uh, in the early portion of the Defenders, like miniseries, he doesn't have his suit. He's wearing that again, I think, right? Right, right. And he, he does, um, I mean, he's in a suit for season three of Daredevil. Or I dare, well, he goes back to his roots, I think. Um, but I mean, the black mask would make so much sense and it's easy. Easy. Not a lot of deco. I mean, you take the bottom half of his face, just put the black mask on the top. Like that would be really, really cool. And I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin was amazing. Like he was one of my favorite parts of that entire run first season and third season. So it would be really, really cool to get a figure of him. But now that that show is pretty much dead and gone it, yeah. it's kind of going to be one of those things that maybe they'll throw it out there for fun yep but it doesn't seem very likely i agree and that's um that's that's the one thing i was kind of thinking about with um with yeah with i knew we're not i, I knew we weren't going to get him i but i really would like the daredevil um another thing i have on my list here so last year actually kingpin uh Suri, Siri, Shuri, Shuri, Shuri. from yeah, Black yeah. Panther. Yeah, her Kingpin, and then um, I think her name's Lady Spider from the Spider Verse, and I'll get into Spider Man in a second. But it was her and Kingpin were my number one and number two on my most wanted lists of last year. So I, I don't think we'll get them this year. That's a shame. Um, but here's something I'm going to throw out there. So our good friend Nick, who does like uh, you know the retail and stuff, the wholesale and stuff, he really knows what's going on. Yep. Last September, the Spider-Man video game came out, and I said, oh my gosh, I want a figure of every single person in this. And he says something to the effect of like, well, that's not going to happen. They're not going to do it. Dude, I looked up the numbers. Spider-Man the video game moved over 10 million units. Okay? Now, Cuphead, now I understand making Cuphead figures is a lot, you know, like the game Cuphead or whatever? That went double platinum in 2017. And has since only sold about another million copies. You're talking about a game that only sold 3 million copies. And McFarlane made a bunch of figures of them. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand it's a little bit harder. But, um, dude, I would kill to see Spider-Man the video game stuff. Even if we... So, we, we did get the gamer versus Spider-Man. Yeah. Even if we just did Mr. Negative, that would be perfect. Makes sense. Um, you could probably dress up uh, the old Purple Man figure from the old... Um, Raft, I think it was the Raft. I can't remember. I forget where I got him from. Um, it was a San Diego Comic Con exclusive, um, like the Purple Man from Jessica Jones. Oh, okay. You know I what I mean? You. Like, yep. dude, you have the suit bodies. You have, you know, come on, you could do a Mister Negative. Um, of course, I would love to see like their version of Black Cat, like because she was cool in that. Um, I don't think we need another Doc Ock, ironically, you know? I, there's enough of him. Yeah. But, I mean, they had, like, a cool... The Rhino design was cool. It was. Huge. Like, he wouldn't he yeah. wouldn't fit in. He'd have to be a Build-A-Figure. Yep. But they could do a whole wave of Dude. just that game. Yep. And the crazy thing was, that game, you know, you had all the DLC that came out. And there was three separate ones. And it was just every time that came out, one month, one month, one month, boom. And they're, it's going to get a sequel. They already teased the sequel in the end of the game. Yep. And... You know, the game for me still has playability because I went on last week when uh, Spider-Man Far From Home came out and I got the new skins and I was just flying around taking selfies and doing all this other stuff with the, uh, you know, the upgraded suit and the stealth suit. So, I mean, for me, I would love to see that wave. I would want maybe like a normal Peter Parker, 
like street clothes Peter Parker, uh, Mary Jane. Silver Sable, man. Silver, She's Silver Sable. awesome. That's like that's a fantastic character design. Yep. Um, uh, uh, in the DLC, Hammerhead. The mecha- like the robot Hammerhead. Yep, that's he was crazy. Pretty cool. Tombstone, I think, had a good design. Yep. And then, like, even, like, low-hanging fruit, somebody that I don't know if she's ever been released as a Marvel legend. Um, oh, my gosh. What was her name? Uh, Video, the, the streaming? Yeah, the streaming girl. Uh, cannonball? Ca- cannonball? I don't think it's Cannonball. No, it's not Cannonball. Screwball. Screwball. Yeah, Screwball. Is that what it is? Screwball? Think, yeah. Like, she's got a good design. Like, yep. you could do her, you know? Like, you don't got to do everyone. Right. But, like, that game is one of the most successful PlayStation 4 games of all time. Like, sell figures from it. Gamerverse, however you want to do it. Um, they did make Negative Man, but it was three and three quarters. I know, which, which was like heartbreaking. Bugs me, because I'm not... Star Wars is the only thing I collect that's three and three quarters. Everything else is six inches or whatever the scale may be. So, I, I man, that Spider-Man, though, I have the six-inch Spider-Man. He's freaking awesome. Yes, I'm going to be getting the Hot Toys based off the game, too. And, I mean, they could do Spider-Punk... Like there were so many suits in the game that were just really, really cool looking. Yeah, they did. They did Spider Punk as a legend. Yep. Um, and that's so. That's actually the next the next line I have here is into the Spider Verse stuff. So like, I don't know if you do like a Gwen Stacy from that, but like, I'm talking like the comic book Spider Verse. Like, so I love I love that comic mm-hmm. because I love all the designs. Like yes. that was the first time I ever saw Spider Man Noir. We got him. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, we got Spider-Ham, you know, like, yep. that's pretty cool. Uh, but like I said, I would love, like, Lady Spider. She's, like, the steampunk, uh, you know, female version. Uh, give me all the spiders. Like, seriously, give me, give me every single spider version, I'll take it. Even, like, uh, I just like the, uh, just the older Peter Parker. Like, yep. the kind of overweight, like disgruntled like oh, i lost everything so i guess i'm just gonna still do this because it's all i'm good at peter parker like that would be cool i mean like you said it could be from the comic or it'd be from the movie the movie had some cool designs though, like the miles from the movie and we did get toys from the movie but they just, I, like, I want legends they're very just like static the I, I want the ones. miles i want that miles head is awesome there's a guy yeah. out there and oh man i wish i could shout him out maybe if i find it again i'll share it on instagram so the, the sixth Scale one. He did the six scale one, and he scaled it down to the twelfth, uh, to the you know one twelfth. But like with that, I think he's selling the head sculpt unpainted, and I'm like, ah, I don't have the talent to paint it properly. I don't have the the talent or the steady hands. And you know the thing is, like, I know Deadpool's like a cultural phenomenon of sorts, but like they gave like that Deadpool wave with the uh, dinosaur Sauron. Is that his name? Yeah, dude, that wave was horrible. It's it's funny. I went to the Marvel exhibit uh, last week, and they had that at like the gift shop. And I'm like, and of course, when you buy something there, it's way more than what you would pay at retail. And it's just like you know what Deadpool in his underwear, like no actual movie characters. Definitely. And, like talking to our friend Nick, he's saying because of how violent the movie is, you're never gonna get like a Marvel legend of like a Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. So you're just gonna get like the comic versions. But that wave was just completely unnecessary. I'm like, come on, I don't need. Deadpool in like his X-Men gear. I don't need Deadpool in his underwear. Like it's just it did nothing for me. So if you could do those, you can do it for the Academy Award winning into the Spider-Verse and give me a Spider-Man that's a little fat with uh sweatpants on. Yes. <laughs> like I'm down on that. Um 
here's a random, random, random thing. Uh, Walgreens. Walgreens gets a lot of those exclusives, and a lot of them are comic exclusives. Uh, Emma Frost is about to hit. Yes. Um, did Fantastic Four, too. Yeah, really they, cool they did the whole version, right? The whole thing. So, uh, my prediction, 2020, late 2019, Walgreens exclusive. Squir- uh, Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. God, I really butchered that. Like, when, they, when they add her into the MCU, I know I'm going to botch that 800 million times. But, I mean, she's someone that they're talking about bringing into the MCU. Yeah, so, it talks about Anna Kendrick playing her, I think, at one point. Which would be perfect because she... Is quirky. Yeah, and gorgeous. Um, She would be awesome. Tiny, yeah. Yeah, so that that's my prediction. I think we'll see like a like a squirrel Walgreens girl. squirrel girl. That is pretty cool. Um, I would love to see into the Spider Verse. I'd love to see the Spider Man game. Uh, Iron Man with the Nano Gauntlet. Uh, we got everyone from uh, from Thanos's crew, right? So we got Cole Obsidian. We got Ebony Maw. We got Proxima Midnight, um, and then Corvus. Yeah. So we do have everyone. Maybe even throw in a couple Outriders, just like yeah. Goonies Army build with those guys. That'd would be, be pretty fun. cool. The one thing I do want to see non-figure-wise from Marvel are more props. Yes. So, so we're getting the Nano Gauntlet. I have the Tesseract that came with the um, Comic-Con exclusive nice. Red Skull. I love it. Like I would love to see more of that stuff. Like Maybe give us the orb from Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, give us a, even just like some kind of random shield briefcase. They're re-releasing Cap Shield. Yes, so all that. Get, I'm going to be getting that because I missed out the first time. Uh, Thor's Hammer still out there. You know, I don't really know in terms of like helmets what more they could Spider-Man. do. Spider Man, Sp- Spider Man's the next frontier on that. Front. That's true because they could do Iron Spider. Yep. Oh, hundred so, percent. That'd be a great, great, great one. And like have the eyes glow, like have that nice like blue glow to them. That yeah. would be pretty, pretty cool. Since that's actually nano, it's not you know just fabric. So that would be pretty cool. But I want to see more props from the movies. Yeah, I wouldn't hate to see um, the glasses. From Far From Home. Edith, yep. You know, because so right now, like, those are getting advertised, like, hardcore on Instagram. Have you have you been, like, targeted for that? So I've I've seen them, and I've looked them up. Like, when I was done seeing the movie, I'm like, I wonder if I could find a pair of these, like, pretty ch-. And there's knockoff ones, and then there's ones that are $600 that you yeah. can buy from some weird site. I looked at the knockoff ones, and, like, the problem for me on, on eBay was, like, it was the knockoff ones, but you couldn't, like, pick your color. So, like, you might get a pair that's, like, red, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's not... I agree. I would love to see, you know, and you know, those, those props to this point have always been like a hundred bucks. Yeah. I would love to see some like 20 to $50 props. You could do like the, uh, I have, uh, Agamotto. Yeah. hundred percent. Like that's easy one. Give you it could like sell a that for 50 easy and make, make the metal die, make the metal parts die cast, open up, light up, make some kind of like humming sound or whatever, and then give it like a little acrylic thing you can hang it on. Like that would be really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, here's one uh, that uh, kind of broke my heart. Uh, Stan Lee, before he died, somebody made some sort of accusation against him. I'm not quite sure where that stands, but if you remember, it was actually, it was. I think it was going to be like two two-packs you were going to have to buy, and you get the top part of Stan Lee and the bottom part of Stan Lee. Yes. They pulled that. It's time, like I said, unless something heinous came out about, about Stan Lee relatively recently... Um, it's time to put out Stanley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think his legacy is gonna, you know, far surpass any kind of accusations against him now. And the thing is, too, you know, 
if there are accusations, they're going to go after his estate, whatever the case is. But more fans are going to remember the characters he created, his cameos in the movies. Um, like, for example, San Diego Comic-Con's making a hot toy Stan Lee. As soon as I saw that drop, I pre-ordered it right away because it was like Guardians of the Galaxy Stan Lee in the space suit. And, like, for me, that was... It fits like with the, your focus. It was the ultimate, uh, like, Stan Lee because that was literally all of his cameos tied into, like, this one thing where he's telling the Watchers about all this random crap he sees on Earth. And I'm like... Dude, I need that in my collection. And, uh, yeah, they need to make a Stan Lee. It would be cool if they did, like, an 80th anniversary kind of packaging. Uh, make it an exclusive. It, maybe GameStop or something like that. And, you know, finally make one. Uh, you know, they've been making Funko Pops of him. He has a couple hot toys in addition to this new one coming out. But he needs a Marvel Legends to, like, kind of be there sitting front and center with the rest of his crew. Definitely. And, you know, like, um, well, I, we've talked about it a couple times. I haven't taken you down to see my toy collection yet. My whole bottom shelf is Spider-Man. And, dude, to put Stan Lee right in the front there and, you know, the customizations that people will be able to do. Yep. You know, that'd be really nice. Um, and like we said, dude, we can go on and on. We could sit here and catalog every single comic book character they had, that they haven't made. Um, and, you know, but I, I think we hit on some, like, cool predictions. Well, the cool thing with them is... There's like we were talking about earlier. There's characters I've never even heard of. So if there's somebody that we want, there's a good chance at some point in time we're gonna get that figure. And I mean, you know, it's just a matter of patience. And you know, they keep doing well because they're not gonna keep making these random figures. And the thing is, I, I'll go into a Walmart and I'll see these different characters. I'm like, who is that person? And then I go back a week or two later, and it's gone. So they're moving. There's people out there who like these characters. Just because I don't know who they are doesn't mean that they're nobody's in the comic book world they could be someone's favorite character in the entire world and they finally get their first figure and someone's like dude this is great i'm like so stoked i'm buying two one to open one to keep mock and they go from there so we're gonna see a lot of the stuff i think that we want to see but uh yeah some of those props and things like that i mean that has so much in terms of legs and what they could do with it i know like i have the ant-man helmet i have the star lord helmet i have the iron man helmet like they're just cool dude i had the ant-man helmet and the black panther helmet in my cart the other day because uh, they were like steep discounts, right? Yeah, thirty like percent off. Yeah, this is, I guess, the appropriate place to plug it. Like IonRyan.com, I do a post a week called Deals, where it's a minimum of thirty percent off, sometimes sixty percent off, and like it's cool. I made like a little Funko Pop Photoshop version of myself, and I put myself in the Million Dollar Man uh, outfit. <laughs> so like, definitely check that out. Definitely follow me on Instagram at IonRyan. Um, because we kind of ran out of time here because we ran so darn long. Just a quick wrap up. Um. We talked about WWE. We talked about Legends. I'm going to come back actually after this little interview portion here. And I'm going to talk a lot about Star Wars. I have a lot of really interesting statistics. Um, McFarlane has a presence at the show. They're going to be showing some stuff off. Like I said, when I got to go up to Toy Fair, um, they had just announced the Harry Potter uh, license. And it's Ron Hermione, um, Harry Potter, Voldemort. Um, and I forget if they alluded to a couple uh, Dementors. Uh, and it was really funny because... It was still pending license or approval, so we weren't allowed to take any pictures. But, like, and I don't mean to get anybody in McFarland in trouble for this. They're like, but if you look really hard in the back, you can kind of peek through and see the figures. Like, it was a display <laughs> case that was, like, hidden. And, like, I forget if it was Ron or Hermione, but, like, they had one of the figures hidden, but, like, you could kind of see it. So, um, if McFarland's at the show and they're showing off some new stuff, I know they have a lot of licenses. I think we'll see some new Harry Potter stuff at San Diego Comic-Con. Yep. I think in particular, uh, Newt uh, from... Um, oh, Newt's Commander. Uh, yeah. With Crimes of Grindelwald. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we'll see him. I want a Dan Fogler. Uh, oh, what's his character? 
He's oh, his butt yeah. the bakery buddy. Yeah, he's like, cool. He's, he's cool. I just liked him ever since I saw uh, the Star Wars movie, Fanboys. Oh, yeah. Ever since I saw him in that and like, good luck. Ch- like, I just like the guy. He's, he's And now he's on The Walking Dead, which we'll probably see Walking Dead stuff too from yeah. McFarlane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nick's Commander that, would be but cool. about the comic? Just abruptly ending? Abruptly ending. Brilliant. Brilliant. I think it was a way to go out, man. And it's like, and I read what happened, and I was like, "Cool." Yeah, like, I don't know much. He about went out it. on his own terms. Yep. And I think that's the way any artist would want to go out, versus like the constraints of someone telling you you have X amount to do this. Like, yeah. He's just no, nah, I'm out. See ya. Um, I think we're also gonna see McFarlane announce a new license at the show. I have no predictions as to what it is. Um, but they really were really, really, really proud at Toy Fair of moving into this 22 point of articulation uh, world. Uh, while still maintaining like their same quality that they've had for years. Yep. Um, I think they're going to announce a new license. I've, like I said, I have no idea what it's going to be. Uh, I think it'll probably be something TV or movie centric. I don't know where we have a blind spot in pop culture right now, but I think they're going to go after that. Um, another thing, another great license that McFarlane has, and we don't want to spoil it because God knows I'm not finished it. You better give me a Ships Ahoy, Steve. Okay. <laughs> Scoops Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy. Scoops Ahoy. Sorry, with, I was thinking Chips Ahoy. With the, with the, with the uh, SS Butterscotch accessory. Oh, here. 100%, man. <laughs> I think whether they have mock-ups of it or the actual figures, they went really light on Stranger Things Season 2 Yeah, uh, McFarlane figures because... They just did eleven, and I free, and I think that they did. They do a different version of Hopper. So they did well. This the wave that is at Target now is Hopper in like his Magnum PI. Oh, well, like Hawaiian for season shirt three, for season three. Yeah, they, they skipped season two practically. They had yeah. So I saw I I saw eleven and Mike. And like Eleven had like kind of her comb back hair goth look. Yeah, does she fly? Does she have? Does she have like the same accessory? Like they had a great Doctor Manhattan figure years ago. With Where, like, that, like her, like, like her toes are pointed, and like there's like a clear base. I don't know if that is the case for her figure. I didn't look because I kind of just, I kind of combed over it because I, I don't collect them, and I, I know if I buy one, I'm gonna start buying more, and then I'm gonna be like, oh cool, another. Well, so here's, thing here's I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, on. I'm gonna give you a shortcut on this one, okay? <laughs> so you don't gotta go crazy. I bought season one L, okay, with, with the, put the blonde wig on her. I got Hopper, I got Barb. Barb's at five below. Come on, you can go get her for five bucks. Easy. For the boys, season two, I lied. This is the season two they did. It's a four-pack with them in the Ghostbusters gear. Oh, that's right. I saw it. So instead of having to buy it, yes, it went on clearance at GameStop GameStop. for 20 bucks. So you're going to be able to find it at a con for like 40 or 50 soon. Um, But I need Steve. Both. I want season two Steve and a season... End of season two, Steve. That's awesome gear. Like when he's in the With upside the baseball down. Baseball bat and stuff. Yeah, man. Need him. And then I need a Billy. Yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean? Billy was one of his character design. Even in, even if he didn't come back in season three at all. Right. Just that look is awesome. Yeah. It's 80s, dude. The whole like just crazy curly long hair, like the leather jacket, the cigarette. Like yep. just, you know, he's what, 17 or 18 yep. back at this end yep. of time of the show. And that's like, that's just what people look like back then. Um, yeah. I mean, give me all the hoppers you could possibly give me. I'll take every hopper you're going to make. Yep. I definitely like Dustin a lot too. Yeah. And maybe even do like a Dustin and Steve two pack, like a, oh, 100%. a father and son two pack. A hundred percent. I would take prom Dustin. Yes. That'd be cute. With the hair. <laughs> Damien, just to give you the heads up, like I said, I have no idea where we're at. I don't know if we've been recording for two, almost two hours, but we might be getting close to that. Feels like it. So with that said, I actually gave the word to my friends, uh, our friends, to come on over and watch AEW's Fight for the Fallen. So this door's going to burst open at some point, 
and our absolutely wonderful friend Ryan Gillen is going to pop his head in the door. He's going to make a funny, silly noise like, hey, oh, uh, something <laughs> of that nature. So when that door opens, um, we're going to go ahead and cut this podcast here. Like I said, I'll be back to talk Star Wars, Marvel, Hall H. They're going back to Hall H, right? Yep. We don't know. We know that a Black Widow movie's coming. We know that Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming. Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2. Is Ryan back for that? Ryan is... Ryan Coogler, yeah. Yeah, he's so back he's, for that. That's awesome. Back. I love that. I love that consistency among directors. That worked well for Guardians. I'm happy James Gunn's back, you know? Mm-hmm. In this society, again, not to get whatever, but we need to learn how to forgive a little bit. Yes. And not make people social pariahs forever. And what's... It, it's their it's their loss now because now we got... It sucks for us because we got to wait longer. We do. Because he's doing Suicide Squad. We do. But... I have a feeling he's going to make Suicide Squad better than what it was when it came Definitely. out in 2016, 2017. Definitely. Whenever that was. But did, did Idris Elba replace Will Smith or did I make that it's, up? It's supposed to be a different character. So he's not okay, Deadshot. Okay, okay, Um Some people are coming back. Captain Boomerang's coming back. Yeah, yeah. He was good. Um, so I guess I think Margot like, Robbie's coming back. Yeah. She was so, fantastic. Well, that was, you know, and that's still going to be everyone's Halloween costume for the next... However many years, amen, and, ladies, and wearing them at every amen. single con, and I'm like, yep. cool, bring it, Daddy's little monster, whatever. Yep. I'm all for it, man. But yeah, that, there's that, and uh, any you got you got any big predictions? So th- th- lots of rumors about the Eternals, yes, including the fact that, um, including the fact that Millie Bobby Brown may be involved in that film. Yep, uh, we know Angelina Jolie signed on for it. Yes, and um, Kumal. I can't yes, pronounce yes. his name. Oh my god, that Silicon guy. Silicon Valley and he's oh in Stuber. Oh my god, yeah, dude, he's awesome. Yeah. Do you see Big Sick? Yes. Oh my god, that dude. Is that what it's called, Big Sick? It's big Yeah, I think it's Big Sick. It's like a like a low budget kind of like Dude, he's awesome. He's really man. good in that. He's funny in Silicon Valley, man. Like, he is. He's, he's awesome. Especially in that last season, he was my favorite character, I think. Mm-hmm. Um any big predictions for the MCU? <sighs> I mean, I think we're going to I think we're going to see something that has to do with Fantastic Four or one of the properties from Fox. I don't think we're going to hear anything. Maybe maybe X-Force or Deadpool. But they still have the New Mutants movie that is just sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Till Halloween, right? I, I mean, I don't even know if that's, that's true. But I think they might announce that as maybe the first film of Phase 4. Okay. So here's, here's my prediction. And it goes right back to our Stranger Things. The Duffer Brothers can do whatever the hell they want right now. Mm-hmm. I think the Duffer Brothers are heading into the MCU. I think that they give them... I I may be jumping the gun here. Because I don't think on the heels of that last X-Men movie, they're going to announce an X-Men movie. I think the next X-Men franchise, the Duffer Brothers run it. Okay. That's my prediction. We see that they're masterful storytellers with a large ensemble cast. Um, do we get that announcement here? I'm not sure. Um, anything I'm, else out there in the MCU? It's it's been quite. I mean, I don't know. There's so much uncertainty. Like we know, okay, it's, you know, far from home, end of phase three. Now it's like, well, where do we go now? Like we just had like this emotional roller coaster of eleven years of all these films, and they just culminated. And now it's like, well, where do we go from here? But I think we're gonna see. You know, they're gonna announce another Venom. Um, they're gonna do another Venom. They're going to make another Spider-Man. I think Tom Holland's contracted for one more. And they're trying to say that they want to do a movie with Venom in Spider-Man. But, um, you know, I think what I want to see the most is something Fantastic Four. Get Marvel's first family, like, on the screen. 
put John Krasinski in there as Mr. Fantastic because I just think you gray the sides of his hair and he looks just like him. Like it would yep. be freaking awesome. Dude, go awesome. all in, man. Put Emily Blunt as why you know, not, man? She's yeah. awesome. Yep. I think uh, uh, the one big thing that we overlooked with that, uh, and the thing we're definitely gonna see, is um, all the Disney Plus stuff. Yes. Um, we have Vision and Scarlet Witch having a show. And we have, um, oh, who you just posted something the other day. Who's doing, uh, the guy from John Wick, the writer of John Wick is doing uh, the Falcon and uh, Captain, Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Or, you know, if you haven't seen the film, I mean, you should have seen it by now, but Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, I think we're going to get trailers for some of those. Yeah. I definitely think we're going to get trailers for some of those and definitely future announcements. You know, whether or not, I hope that we do see Daredevil come back to life on Disney Plus, um, I, you know, the WandaVision show, I don't know how they're going to do that because it takes place in the past. So, like, is Vision alive? Is she, like, I, I don't well, know how they're going to do We're facing the same it. problem with the, Black, with the Black Widow thing. Right. And with, Hopper's in that, too, by the way. David yes. Harbour. And apparently he's having, like, the time of his life. He's like, yeah. man, he's like, you know, Marvel knows how to do it, you know? And he's, but he's like, you could tell he's got, like, this giddy, like, excitement, but he can't say a single thing because they... Got him under like lock and key. Yep. Like he's he had to sign his life over for that. But yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting too. Um, I don't have much invested in Black Widow now that I know she's gone. Yeah. So kind of like, what can they do? Same thing with Vision and Wanda. I'm like, eh. And like the Hawkeye thing, I guess it works because you could start grooming a new Hawkeye, like his daughter. Well, we we are honestly we're in this is the most dangerous territory the MCU has been in. Now listen, you talk to some people like our buddy sitting over on the couch over there. And MCU's become boring, predictable, formulaic. It's become tabit obligatory. I walked into Thor 3 basically saying, oh, Jesus, I have to go see another Marvel movie. And it ended up being, I, today I was making the case out, it might be my favorite Marvel movie. It's so much fun. That was my favorite Thor movie by far. Oh, 100%. That was, that was the first movie I really, really enjoyed Chris Hemsworth as Thor. And well, then he just got better in, uh, you know, Endgame, Infinity oh, War, I mean, and yeah. now maybe as Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, dude, it's gonna be fun. I'm, I'm in on that. But uh, we're Phase Four, man. It could run into Star Wars territory, which could be really scary. Where they're going back in time, like they have this moment, right? Like right. really, life before Iron Man, life after Iron Man, and then you know the in between. It's almost like it's really biblical in a lot of ways. Um. With WandaVision or with Black Widow. Oh, look, we're informing the lore and retconning things. They could really be in a disaster. Like, Phase 4 could be the end of the MCU. I don't think it's going to be, but also by the same token we talked about, Spider-Man's the cornerstone of the MCU. Yeah. If you've seen Far From Home, Spider-Man's the leader of the MCU as far as I'm concerned. He's He had his... <laughs> he he kind of, you know, he's the new Tony Stark. He is, man. I mean, yeah, like I said, I don't, I, far from home, if you're listening to this, I bet you've seen it. There's moments in that movie I just, like, bawled my eyes out. Because I'm like, oh, little baby Stark. You know what I mean? Like, it just reminded me so much of him. Well, even, in, even like, Happy Hogan, like, looking, yeah. looking at him in some moments, and you're like, he's just like, yeah, this, this reminds me of Tony. Like, now, it was cool. The elephant in the room is Marvel Entertainment doesn't own Spider-Man. It's still Sony. Yep. So the best laid plans of Mice and Men, they could pull him out of there because maybe maybe Marvel says, we don't want to do Venom. We don't want Venom in the MCU. And Sony goes rogue and it's all over. Yeah. Like, this could be the end. This could be the end of the MCU. I mean, we're, we're actually in a really interesting thing here in terms of pop culture. Uh, horror movies have been on the rise recently. Yeah. Uh, we saw in the 70s and 80s slasher movies got big. 
you look at the most the movies that people remember the most from the 70s and 80s the ones that aren't back to the future and star wars and godfather and you're talking about jason you're talking about freddie you're talking about michael myers michael myers you know so we could be entering a renaissance of horror and the superhero movies could be suffering us get out um uh you know, we did the Child's Play remake, which, contrary to what some people said, I loved the Child's Play remake. I thought it was really entertaining. I didn't, I didn't see it, but I read what was happening because I knew I wasn't gonna get a chance to get to theaters sometime yeah. soon and see it. And it's like a modern take on that story. It hundred percent is, dude. It's sitting at like seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not, you know, the best in the world, but it's not the worst either. Um, so the superhero movie could be coming to an end. And what happens in Hall H this weekend for San Diego Comic Con? Could define it because DC's dead in the water. Yeah, you know, like I said, I don't care what DC does. I'm going to go see that Joker movie. Yes, I hope to like it, but I'll be honest. The trailer for Joker didn't impress me the way that it impressed other people. You know, for me, I really thought that it was cheesy. Damn it, our good friend Ron. I was trying to predict what onomatopoeia you would use when you walked in the door, and nothing, and nothing. I thought you were like, um, all right, guys, that's that's the Brothers Gill, uh, our good friends. They've just walked in the door. It is time for us to wrap this up. Um, like I said, I'll be back with Star Wars. Damien, thanks for spending two and a half hours at my house with me talking about toys. It was a pleasure, man. I, I will gladly come over and talk toys anytime. All right. Guys, I seriously had like the time of my life talking to Damien for, for that long. As you heard at one point, our friend Mike came in, and then the whole thing wrapped up when uh, John and Ryan came in because we wanted to watch AEW's Fight for the Fallen. So uh, you got two hours with Damien. Now you're going to get a little bit of a wrap-up here with me. So the only major property that we didn't hit on that uh, that kind of falls in my realm of knowledge, if you will, is Star Wars. I've talked to you guys before about how we have the Star Wars toy collecting group here in Philly. Uh, you can always go to Philly Sinister Six uh, to find our Facebook groups, and you're always welcome to come out to our meetups. It's a great place for, you know, as I've said before, a hobby that can be a little isolating. If you don't have a friend that collects toys, you have nobody to talk to that's, uh, you know, to talk to about that stuff. So we love doing that. That's why I love doing this podcast. So I'm um, going to go ahead and talk Star Wars a little bit here. Uh, like I said, I really wish I had an opportunity for Damien to give me his input because it's, it's nice to have you know, have somebody to talk it through with. I, I think that kind of brought out some of the most interesting ideas we've had on this podcast. But uh, I've been giving a lot of thought to Star Wars. So the main line that I collect is the Star Wars Black Series. That's a six-inch scale, or really roughly one-twelfth scale, which, you know, if somebody's six feet, uh, they are then six inches at one-twelfth scale. So that's what I really kind of want to talk about here a little bit. Maybe we'll Maybe we'll sneak in some other things. So at the last minute, um, Hasbro announced uh, another exclusive. So the one exclusive they're doing is this, like, I believe it's like the cartoon Boba Fett. And it's uh, six inches, and it's mounted on a vintage-looking card. Um, But they also did this massive rollout of uh, what's called the Sith Trooper. 
Uh, and that's a new character from Rise of Skywalker. He's an all-red stormtrooper, uh, First Order stormtrooper. So uh, that will be an exclusive. Uh, those figures are going to go on sale online. I believe it's September 10th is what I saw today on Hasbro Pulse. Again, if you follow Ion Ryan on Instagram or if you join our Star Wars group, if you're local to Philly, uh, I'll do my best to help you get those. So uh, what are we looking at here for Star Wars Black Series? Now, the the figures that just hit for Black Series, um, they are numbered, I think, 84 through 89. There's numbers on the sides of the boxes. Uh, beyond those, we don't actually know what figures are coming out. Uh, the only ones we have confirmed are, I believe there's a Jar Jar Binks that's been confirmed uh, by someone. Hasbro hasn't said that yet, but we'll likely see that at the convention. Uh, I believe there's a Count Dooku, uh, who is, uh, what is he, Darth? Oh, man. Go ahead. You can scream it at the, uh, you can go ahead and scream it at the, um, <laughs> you can scream it at your radio right now. Darth, Darth, what is Count Dooku's? Uh, Darth name. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, uh, I'm going to skip that. Whatever. It's it, it's Count Dooku, right? He's coming out. And I believe that there's a guy, Commander Bly, coming out. Uh, and then, of course, we have the Walgreens General Kenobi, who's inspired by the Clone Wars version of good old Ben Kenobi. So beyond that, we don't know uh, what figures are coming out. Now, another interesting thing, and I just want to put it out there right in the beginning, is that we're at number 89 on the side of the boxes. Now, I'm a little bit of like a graphic designer, kind of, or at least I pay attention to that stuff. And if you look on the side of the box, the 8 and the 9, left to right, occupy the entire space, meaning that there's no room for a third digit in there. So my first ding-ding-ding prediction of San Diego Comic-Con, Star Wars, the Hasbro panel, uh, is that we are going to get a sneak peek at some sort of new packaging for the Star Wars Black Series figures. Something in my heart and soul says that it's going to be very blue or very yellow. Uh, not quite sure which one I'm going to commit to yet, but yeah, I think it's maybe going to be a combination of blue and yellow. Uh, and that's going to restart the numbering for the Star Wars Black Series. Um, in addition to that, we might not see a ton of Star Wars figures, and there's a couple reasons why. First off, D23 is still coming up in August. That's like the hardcore Disney fan uh, convention. So uh, we may see some more figures at D23. Now, I do want to note that HasCon, which is Hasbro's convention, has been indefinitely postponed for 2019. So anything that we're going to see Star Wars related, we're going to see a lot here at San Diego Comic-Con. When I say a lot, I mean probably at least 10 figures. Uh, we're probably going to see a couple more at D23. And then likely what will happen is in the lead up to what they kind of call Force Friday, which is the day that figures release for an upcoming film, uh, they do a midnight release typically at Toys R Us. Now, Toys R Us is gone, so I don't know if they're going to do it at Target because I know Target has done it in the past. And they're going to go ahead and they're going to release all the new figures. And a lot of times, like the Tuesday or Wednesday leading up to Force Friday, they'll give an exclusive to Entertainment Weekly. And they're going to introduce us to some new characters. You know, that's just the nature of new action figures that are coming out two months, three months before the film 
is that uh, you're going to find out what some of these characters look like. So uh, we might not see a lot here at San Diego Comic-Con. We're going to probably see a little bit more at D23. And as I said, we're probably going to see some sort of extended reveal of Rise of Skywalker characters, probably with... uh, yeah, I would say probably, it's safe to say, with probably Entertainment Weekly, that's who they'll go with, and they'll post the beauty shots of the characters. Um, so also, just to recap here, I don't think I got a chance to tell y'all, uh, the Star Wars panel is at 2 Pacific Time on Friday. Uh, that's the Star Wars Hasbro panel. So I'll definitely be posting things online. In addition to that, after this podcast posts, you can check out my Instagram story. I always do like my most wanted figures. So I'll sleep on it for a couple of nights and make some cool little graphics. So um, it's funny. I'm looking at my notes here and I wrote at the end. I don't know what at the end means in my notes, but on to page two of uh, my Star Wars notes here. So uh, we're coming up on 100. We're going to see the new Rise of Skywalker toys. I think we're going to see the new packaging. Now, the one thing I had written in my notes, which has proven to either be very wrong or very right, is that Hasbro's Kickstarter-like campaign, which they call HasLab, uh, the first product, as Damien and I talked about, was Jabba's Sail Barge. It was a four, maybe five-foot-long vehicle. It's the largest Star Wars vehicle ever made. It ran for about, uh, I think it was $500, and they needed 1,000 backers, and that reached its goal. So the first Hasbro Kickstarter-type thing via HasLab was very successful, and they shipped those out, and Star Wars fans were ecstatic. Now, everybody's been guessing what the next product from HasLab is going to be, and they did shock us when they announced that it was a three three-foot, two-inch Cookie Monster replica. Uh, that will be retailing for $300, and they need 3,000 backers. Now, in my opinion, I don't know if that's going to happen. And then they went ahead today, and they just announced, because I'm recording the final part of this on Monday, uh, the day before this releases, uh, this massive Transformer, Unicron, maybe, Unicorn, who knows. But it's like 550 bucks, and they need 8,000 backers. And I just think that project number one from HasLab worked out great. I don't know if I have the same confidence in project two, and I certainly don't have the same contact, uh, same confidence in project three. So do you think we're going to get a Star Wars HasLab announcement at San Diego Comic-Con? Uh, like I said, I have my doubts, considering they just announced two other HasLab products. But then again... If they're going to put three or four or five items up there at any given time and they don't think that there's much crossover between the Cookie Monster and Transformer and Star Wars Collector, maybe we will see something. So just a guess, if I had to, it would be that uh, maybe they're going to go ahead and do a 112th scale X-Wing to go along with the 112th scale TIE Fighter that they released a couple years ago. So I believe that would be about three feet of wingspan, which I think is doable. You can package a jumbo X-Wing pretty easily, uh, and you can display something like that kind of on your ceiling. Um, So before I really guess anything, because the reality of the situation is this, I don't have a ton of guesses. Uh, As we alluded to in other parts of this podcast, I can make a list of here's every Star Wars character they never created. Here's my predictions. 
but they want to keep this line going for at least a couple more years. So they're going to have to hold back on some things. So if I had to guess, right, if I had to guess, uh, looking at my numbers here, okay, there has been 262 figures, I believe, released. That includes exclusives, that includes repacks, that includes like, you know, there, there, there's plenty of rays, but then there's a ray that comes with the speeder, right? And then there was like the four pack of troopers from Amazon. Okay, so that 262 number, which I, I can't remember if it's one or two high. I remember doing the math on it and saying, ooh, I missed one or ooh, I, I double count that one. But it's over 250 figures. All right, so here's the approximate breakdown. 2% of those figures have come from Phantom Menace. 2% of those figures have come from Attack of the Clones. 4% of those figures have come from Revenge of the Sith. 21% have come from A New Hope. 10% have, have come from Empire. 6% have come from Return of the Jedi. Now, obviously, with those numbers... Um, uh, if you if you can't put it into context, you don't feel like doing the math. I believe that's like 55 or so figures from A New Hope, right? Which makes sense, like, because that includes Farm Boy Luke released multiple times on the 40th edition card. And that includes X-Wing Luke, again, released multiple times. He was released uh, in the first wave of Black Series ever in what's kind of called the Orange Line. He was released as the Celebration exclusive, and then he was released again as a uh, archive figure. All right, so you're looking at about 30, almost 40% are from the original trilogy. All right, then we have 16% from The Force Awakens. We have 10% from The Last Jedi. We have 6% from Solo. We have 6% from Rogue One. We have 1% from The Clone Wars. 3% from Rebels, and 4% from comics and video games. All right, so uh, there's some single-digit numbers in there. By the way, all those numbers are rough estimates. If you add it up and it comes to 107%, uh, don't blame me. I never claimed to be a math teacher. Um, but I'm going to make some of my predictions based on these things. I don't know if there's anybody from the original trilogy we definitively need. If I had to make a guess... I would say we could see like Lobot. That's the guy. Uh, well, if you're listening to this podcast, I think you know who Lobot is from Empire Strikes Back. So I think original trilogy, we might see a Lobot. I think that's a nice low hanging fruit. I think that's a simple figure. I think there's a desire to see him made. Uh, so I would definitely say that for the original trilogy. Uh, now for prequels, if I had to make a prediction, I, I was between I was between two different uh, I was between two different characters here. We so we recently got the uh, Padme uh, from I believe it's Genosis. Maybe is that where the battle happened at the end of Attack of the Clones? Uh, I believe we should get an awesome like deluxe Queen Amidala, right with that gigantic hair, the really kind of iconic version of her clothes. I would love to see that. Also, I think people have started to forgive the prequels a little bit more. And I wouldn't hate the idea of seeing like a young Anakin Skywalker. I'm not sure if they have the likeness rights in perpetuity or if that's something that they're going to have to, you know, get from Jake Lloyd and his family and whatnot. But, um, 
I wouldn't hate seeing that. I know it's a little goofy, but we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace, and I just would like to see some more figures from the prequels. Uh, My other guess, I've got a couple here, I guess. One is Zeb. Zeb from Rebels. He is the final member of the Rebels family that we have yet to see. Uh, Now, I understand the challenges with Zeb. One, his height. He's a large character. Uh, In addition to that, we've never seen a photorealistic rendering of him. Uh, It's always been the animation, meaning that the guys at Hasbro are going to have to make a decision as it relates to Zeb. Like, how are we going to make him look? Like, what does his skin feel like, right? Is it... Is it like our skin, uh, just a different color, or is it more scaly? I, I don't I don't personally know the answer to that, but the guys at Hasbro are going to have to do a little bit of research. Now, they did a fantastic job with everyone from Rebels to this point, in my opinion, taking them from the cartoonish, cartoonish proportions up to uh, what you would call photorealism, something that looks like a real human being. So Zeb was on my list last year of the top three figures I wanted the most. Also in that list was Padme. Also in that list was a guy from the animated series um, whose name I'm blanking on right now, Krell. Long story short, he was basically the same species as... Dex, I can't believe my Star Wars knowledge is slipping, and I'm trying to blow through this right now on a Monday night so Greg doesn't yell at me. Greg yells a lot. I'm just kidding. Greg's the nicest guy in the world. But I want to get this over to him so he can get some sleep. Uh, But the Jedi I'm talking about, I believe, is the same species as, oh, goodness, Dexter Jexter. That can't be that guy's real name. But he's got, like, several arms. So he was on my list last year. He's not on my list this year. I don't think that's somebody we're going to see. Um... But Zeb was on that list last year, it was along with Padme from the Genosis battle, and uh, I'm glad that we got Padme. I really hope we get Zeb this year, because I really love that character, and I love Rebels in general. Uh, in addition to that, if they're going to go ahead and they're going to do a little bit more animated stuff, uh, which they might, considering uh, they made Thrawn, and he, he was an awesome figure, uh, I really hope we get like an Inquisitor or like a Ventress, something of that nature. Uh, one of those characters. I think that would be really awesome in Black Series. Um, so it, what's actually interesting is three and three quarter inch is what Star Wars figures are, have always been known for, right? The, the six inch Black Series line has only been around, I believe, since 2013. Uh, so the three and three quarter inch, like the real traditional classic collectors, that's that's what they collect, right? And my problem with that line, problem in italics, is that we've seen almost everything there is to see at that scale. Uh, They've relaunched the vintage collection, which is really some of the most beautiful carded figures ever. But the reality is at that scale, we've seen like almost every character there is to see. So there's nobody really jumping off the page at me like, oh, goodness gracious. I hope that we really I hope that we see them in the three and three quarter inch line. Uh, As we alluded to earlier, there's just certain figures that don't resonate with us, and that's okay. So the guys out there that love three and three quarter inch, I hope you get everything you're dreaming of. Uh, Now, finally, my uh, my pseudo prediction here. Uh, This is a long shot. I brought it up to the guys at Toy Fair, and they kind of looked at me like, "Mm, I don't know, maybe. So the one thing that they did that was a little bit controversial was in order to celebrate 
the toy line that started really, what, 41 years ago now, um, they re-released new versions. Well, how do I put this? They released carded versions of the original Star Wars figures and their total reproductions. Uh, now, to my knowledge, they definitely feel a little different than the vintage figures, uh, but they look a lot like them. And they're on, you know, the same type of card backs. They're packaged the same way. So I don't know how those sold. Uh, I believe they sold well, but I guess here's the interesting caveat is that they didn't put them out in like a random assortment, meaning nobody's going to pick and choose like, oh, I only want I only want Han or whatever. I only want Vader. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe for Vader, but most people probably say, you know what I want? I believe they released six of them. I think most people are like, oh, I want all six. So when they came into stores, somebody walked in and saw all six and said, okay, I'm buying all six. So I never really saw them at retail. And I don't know if they got restocked. So I'm not sure if that line was very successful or not. Now, here's my kind of prediction. Next year, uh, 2020, is the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Meaning, if you'd like to continue doing those reproductions and putting them out there, I think it'd be great to do it with Empire Strikes Back figures. In addition to that, when Star Wars celebrated its 40th anniversary, uh, they released the six-inch figures that looked like uh, they were released on the card backs from 1978. So I wonder if we'll get maybe some six-inch figures on card backs from 1980. You know, the packaging did change ever so slightly. Uh, you know, they put Empire Strikes Back on the packaging. So that might be cool, right? If, if we either see some vintage reproduction figures uh, from Empire Strikes Back or if we see some six-inch figures on the Empire Strikes Back card. Uh, my final weird prediction, and like I said, this is what I said to the guys at Toy Fair, and they looked at me, and I couldn't tell if they were like, bro, you're nuts, or like, wow, can't believe you guessed that. But those vintage figures, right, the original vintage figures, and if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I'm, I'm halfway through my journey into uh, getting at least one version, just one version of each figure. I mean, there's hundreds of variants available, but one version of each of the original figures. I believe there's like 92 of them. Uh, I have this like kind of prediction, and they opened up the door when they released the Escape from the Death Star board game. They included in there Grand Moff Tarkin. Now, Tarkin had never been released as a vintage figure, so they actually made a mold of a vintage figure to make it look like Tarkin, and they released it on like a vintage-style card back. And if I put Tarkin in with my vintage toys from 40 years ago, he would fit right in. So my bold prediction is that they're going to announce retro versions of modern characters. I know, I know, it's probably sacrilegious. Somebody's probably screaming, saying, no, don't do it, no, don't do it. But I think, like, in the style of those figures that they released in 1978 to 1985, I think we're going to see a Ray and a Kylo Ren. And I don't know if they're going to do a Finn and a Poe or if they're going to maybe do a Captain Phasma or if they're going to do a C-3PO with red arm. But I think we're going to see new characters in a vintage style, three and three-quarter inch 
coming to a store near you. That's I personally would love that. I really would. I think that would be a lot of fun. And I think that it would be a nice way to not undermine the value of the 40-year-old toys uh, while also hooking in a younger generation, right? A younger generation to say like, oh, these are actually kind of cool, right? I, I mean, Funko did it years ago. We had talked about it actually earlier on this podcast. Uh, Funko, in conjunction with Super 7, did their reaction figures, where they did like 80s-style figures and released them in stores. Now, I, they didn't sell like gangbusters, but, you know, they were around for a couple of years. So those are just some of my predictions. Like I said, guys, I don't want to keep you too much longer here. I don't want to keep Greg waiting too much longer here. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to wrap it up here. All righty. We're going to get some news from San Diego Comic-Con coming out on Wednesday night. We're, we got these panels. We got uh, we got one of the WWE panels coming up on uh, Thursday. We've got the Star Wars panel coming up on Friday. Uh, The Marvel Legends panel is typically on Saturday. I actually, in the program, was unable to find uh, what time that was going to be at. But it's going to happen, I hope, the Marvel Legends one. And I'll be posting all weekend. Remember to follow along on my journey here, guys. Ion Ryan, that's I-O-N Ryan, on Instagram. Uh, I post links. I post deals. I post stories on IonRyan.com. Um, uh, if you're on Facebook, you can find me there, Ion Ryan. And uh, yeah, I want to thank you all again for listening to this very long podcast. I want to thank Greg and Sam of We Podcast and We Know Things. They've been killing it. It's actually funny. I have not been listening to the show the past two weeks because I wanted to avoid spoilers and reactions. But I'm about to wrap up. I've seen Spider-Man now, all right, so they can't spoil that for me, and uh, I'm about to wrap up Stranger Things, at which point I'm going to catch up on uh, Sam and Greg's wonderful podcast, We Podcast, and We Know Things, Uh, and that comes out, you know, late Thursday, early Friday. Uh, Again, you can follow me on Instagram. I always repost it uh, via Spotify. That's become my new go-to for podcasts. And next week, our good friend Sean is back to talk more Star Wars. Sean is knocking it out of the park with that podcast. I don't know how he does these solo things as flawlessly as he does. I'm going to have to pick his brain and learn more about his process because he truly does a fantastic job. So thank you all for listening. I hope that Santa and the toy gods bring you everything you want from San Diego Comic-Con Reveals. Best of luck if you're one of those folks that are trying to get some of the exclusives. Uh, Please feel free to send me what you're looking for. I'm very fortunate to have a massive network of toy collectors. So if there's something you're dying for, hit me up on Instagram. I will see what I can do for you. Uh, But for now, be great. Be grateful, and I will talk to you guys in two weeks with San Diego Comic-Con Reactions. We're going to talk a little bit more about AEW. We're going to do a little bit of a um, late mid-year analysis of how WWE is doing. We're going to take a look at the box office for uh, the second half of 2019, as well as a peek at some things we might be excited for that are coming out next year or the year after that. All right, guys, again, be great. Be grateful. Thank you so much.